are listening to the Flood Podcast. Music and more with Bushy and Metal Mike. Sit back, crack open a cold breeze, break out your step, light it all in. While we do our retrospective views and discussions of all things music, food, and entertainment. Give your Metal Mike Metal Towns. So without further ado, here's Bushy and Metal Mike. Good evening! <laughs> Welcome to our show. to another episode of the Plug Podcast, Music and More. I am your host, Bushy, and with me as always, Metal Mike, how you doing? How the fuck are you, Bushy, man? I'm doing great, man. Well, dude, I'm kind of stoked because, you know, we're going to skip all the bullshit, how was your week and all that, because we have two special guests today, and we've got to let people know who they are. Tell me who's with us today. Well, for one thing, we have um, a member of the tms for that metal station family uh she actually has a show three days a week every friday saturday and monday from 10 a.m to 1 p.m i'm talking ladies and gentlemen about the queen of the underground herself this is sarah from sarah's invasion good evening welcome so to our show welcome. yeah there you go right on yes Yes, the stage already, or the the second sexiest voice on that metal station behind mine. Uh, I I think maybe you're number two, and she's number one, bro. For for my point of view, anyway. Stop it, you liar! I bushy. Everybody knows that I've got the sweet voice down. See, listen to that, man. I'm, I'm getting titillated even now as we get, uh, as, you know, hey, yeah, I don't I, know if I'm going to be able to fucking concentrate, I, I kind of unzip my pants, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, but no, I was going to say, also, she uh, does a, an amazing job as our station manager. 
So uh, welcome, Sarah. It's great to have you on. I know podcasting isn't your thing, but I felt like, fuck, we're going to be talking about one of your all-time favorite bands. That's right. And I had had to drag one of my best listeners on this podcast tonight because I know that he knows all kinds of fun facts about this band. Right. And, and and interestingly enough, this is a gentleman that I had planned on having on the podcast anyway, just as a featured guest on his own, because this man, who is our listener extraordinaire, he doesn't just listen to Sarah, he listens to a lot of the DJs at the station, he's a loyal listener of the Metal Mike show as well. Um, he's been around the block. This guy has seen just about anybody and everybody you can think of. I mean, I've seen a lot of bands in my lifetime, but obviously I'm a generation, you know, after... Jimmy, this guy's seen all the fucking greats, man. Jimmy Neff, welcome to... Hello, Metal Mike. It is great to talk to you. Hello, Bushy, and hello, Sarah. Hi, honey. Great to be, great to be on this... Po- I've, I've never done a podcast, but right. it's amazing. I wish we had this back in the day. Oh, fucking for real, dude. It would be shitting unreal. You know, well, it, was, it would have definitely been a good way to spread the word about music instead of just word of mouth on the street, right? Sure. And I mean, I, I want to thank all you guys for what you're doing for metal and keeping metal alive. You know, it's great. You know, the TMS, uh, this pod, Bushy's pod, Bushy, your podcast name is again. I'm sorry, I gotta plug it. Uh, is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. the plug podcast, man. The I mean, plug <laughs> podcast. Hey, I didn't so name gotta... it. I didn't name it. I'm just gonna throw it out there. I know. You think of a cooler name for it, but uh... no, it was <laughs> <So> great. We'll... <laughs> I, I had actually uh, put out feelers. What should I call my show? If somebody said the plug, and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, that works. That works. Right. Let's go sounds, with that." Sounds good. We'll, we'll have to go with that. <laughs> Now, pretty, now, now, now cool. we're here today to do something uh, Metal Mike was talking about. Uh, he, he wanted to do career retrospectives because Metal Mike was to go off and do another show that he used to do before. And I was like, dude, this is a good fucking idea. Let's do that next week. And he said, well, let's do a band that everybody loves. Because if you don't love this band, well, then you're fucking missing the boat. And he said, let's do a career retrospective of Twisted Fucking Sister. Now, Mike, how the fuck is this going to go? I've never done a career retrospective on a band All right. ever on a show. Well, the way I used to do it with uh, Mac, who was a former DJ at the station, and we did this. It was actually his podcast, much like this one. I got invited to join. And uh, originally when me and Mac were doing it, uh, it, we would just do like album reviews or whatever. And we didn't really want to be too much like our good friends, Dr. Fucking Wadzilla. You know, they, they do a lot of album reviews. And I, I wanted to kind of separate us from that. So I was like, well, what if we did more of the review one album? What if we reviewed? Because the way me and Matt did it and the way I plan on doing it when I resurrect that podcast is I'm going to be, it's going to be basically deep dives. It's going to be album by album and their whole career basically multi-episodes you know like multi-part episodes is what i i had in mind we did rat we were working on wasp 
and it was basically um you know we would talk about the band and and their career and their history and 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 obviously when you have a band who's been around for a long time you would have to probably do different eras like for instance black sabbath you know if i do a black sabbath month i'm not even then i'm not going to be able to do the entire band i would have to pick different eras ozzy dio Ian Gillen's Born Again and so forth kind of sure. thing, you know. Uh, with Twisted Sister, I feel like because as much as we love them, I mean, let's be honest, they did implode. They don't have as big a discography, so I thought, well, we could do that in one single episode. And this is going to be more of a just general discussion instead of a full-blown retrospective because, like I said, a full-blown retrospective would have been album-by-album album review, and that would have been more than one part. I didn't want to burden everybody with all that you know so i thought well why don't we just talk about yeah we're going to talk about the twisted sister uh their career we're going to do a retrospective but it's going to be more like a cliff notes version of it if you catch my drift it's going to be more like we're going to talk about the band we're going to talk about how we got introduced to the band um the history of the band we're going to talk about the records but it's just going to be more in general we might tell everybody what our favorite track on the album is, but we're not going to go track by track by track, you know? Oh yeah. That, that would definitely... well, it doesn't even matter if this podcast is five minutes long, it'll be the best podcast ever because it's twisted sister. <laughs> there right. You go. There you go. Right. Uh, but and it's, and it's like... bushy and Sarah, and that's the sexiest fucking thing you've ever heard. That's right. 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 And then you got big daddy and, 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 and Jimmy Neff in the fucking mix. I'm surprised this fucking thing hasn't exploded with awesomeness already. So, uh, <laughs> well, I do have my Unicorn Rainbow Sunshine Factory T-shirt on. So, <laughs> hey, how much hot. more awesome can you get? I don't know. I'm rocking my Twisted Sister T-shirt. I, I don't right know. If the little um, Alice in Wonderland outfit that you have in those photos would be better, in my opinion. But other than that, stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Throwing that out there, man. <laughs> we we know she's hot. We're not talking about that. We're talking about fucking Twisted Sister. That's right. <laughs> All right, man. Sarah. Yes. Sarah's invasion. Every Friday, Saturday, and Monday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. I'll play the very best in the underground just for you. <laughs> oh God damn! I love it when she does that whole just for God, you. That's, like, that's so hot. I'm like that fucking Beaky Buzzard character from the. Hey Wonder man. Ooh. I got the just from you thing from D. You realize this, right? Yes, I do. And yeah. like, uh, you remember when they put out that Twisted Sister Christmas album? He's like, we got a Twisted Sister Christmas album just yes. for you. Yes. He's carrying on and on about it, and he kept saying just for you. Right. Well, right. because I love D so much, that was my tagline on my show for the past ten years, just for you. That's <laughs> awesome. And, and that's what we want to know is. Uh... <coughs> When did you discover Twisted Sister? When did you get into Me? Twisted Sister? Oh yes, my God! Um, probably when I was about seven or eight years old. <laughs> like uh, I was born in 1974, dude. So like you know, their first album like came out. I think maybe I was nine actually when their first album came out. And my uncles, like, listened to all kinds of music. Like, uh, they, like, 
When I was a little kid, I lived at my grandma's house. She had six kids, right? They all listened to different kinds of music. So their job when my mom was at college or at work was to babysit the baby. And by babysitting the baby, they would read their school books out loud to me while they did their studies or they would listen to their record albums. And so I got turned on to a lot, a lot of music at a very, very young age because my uncles were big-time music heads, you know. Nice. Uh, they uh, they also listened to a lot of Black Sabbath and stuff like that. They, they introduced me to that at a very young age, you know. Um, but, yeah, my Uncle Scott, I remember him coming home and going let's play this album to my uncle Ray and they put it on and I was, you know, there being watched by my uncles and it was twisted sister, you know? And do you remember which album it was? Um, I think it was, uh, what one came out in 1983 come out or you can't stop rock and roll. Rock and roll. Yeah. You can't stop rock and roll. Nice. That is badass, Jimmy. Now we got Jimmy from New York city and, I love hearing this guy talk. We were talking off mic a little bit earlier, and uh, I'm in hillbilly fucking country, so I love hearing this motherfucker talk he, <laughs> because he sounds like people are supposed to sound. Jimmy, now we know you have yes. a big history with Twisted. But, yes. But I, I, I got to cut you short and tell me when you first heard him and your reaction. Okay. Well, I first heard... The out. I had the. I had the single. Uh, I had the the first. Uh, I had the single. Uh, uh, the bad boys of rock and roll. This motherfucker has singles, people. He's and, an old uh, school twisted head. I'm an old school. I, I'm 58, guys. So. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, and uh, I had the single, and I said, and me and my. Me and my best friend, we used to live in the same building in the Bronx, right? And he would come up to my house or I would go down to, you know, to his apartment and we'd play records, you know? Sure. And so, so, so we had a, we had a really good record store in the neighborhood, in the neighborhood that I, that I, that we lived in. So we'd always go down and check out albums and we were big Kiss fans, you know? Hell yeah. And, and, uh, you know, so my friend wanted to buy a bass guitar in the record store. He wanted to buy a Colt bass guitar because my friend was like a really good musician, right? So we'd go down, check out the guitars, and they would have all the albums out. And so we, and I said, man, Twisted Sister, that's the single that I got. That's them. And I saw the album cover of Under the Blade. Fuck yeah. And we grabbed, we brought Under the Blade. And we took it home and played it from morning till night, you know? And that's how I f- first got into them. And then I started going to the shows then. The clubs, like Lamore, like I said. Uh, the Palladium was, the Palladium was, the, the Palladium concert was a major concert for Twisted Sister because that got them a, a major record deal because they said, man, these guys are now Twisted Sister is blowing up. They're getting bigger and bigger. They could sell. They're, they're selling out 5,000 seat theaters in New York. They're getting big. Oh, no yeah. more club. The club days are over now. 
now they're blowing up, you know? And uh, I think the, the greatest tour of Twisted, well, I've seen, I seen all three of the, I've seen all three of the Twisted Christmas shows. They did live, they did uh, the Twisted uh, Christmas, so I've seen them 10 times, you know? Oh, that's badass. 80, 84 Lamore. Uh, 19. I saw them three times. I saw them three times in 1984. I seen them at Lamore's in Brooklyn. I saw them at the pier in New York City with Rat and Lita Ford. And then I went to my first arena concert of Twisted Sister. I saw them open for Dio. Wow. <laughs> Badass. And, at, oh, at, Nassau, wow. yeah. at, at, at Nassau at Nassau Coliseum, which we used to call Nassau Coliseum the mausoleum, because we were hockey fans, and that's where the we were Ranger hockey fans, and that's where the Islanders played, and we sure. hated the Islanders, you know. <laughs> and then '96 was, I saw I went to Radio City, saw Twisted Sister and Dokken. Oh damn. 87. So, so, you, so you were there right at the beginning, just before yeah, they broke I was big. At the, I was at the I was at the beginning all the way till 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 um, the I, last I, time I I, I, I want to cut you short. I want to yeah. cut you short because that's going to work great into the rest of this episode. Metal Mike. Yes, sir. Your your first introduction to Twisted Sister. Okay. Um, well, where 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 Jimmy's, you know, like, like I said, he was there from day one. He was on ground zero, so to speak, you know, really. I right. Mean, he was on Long Island. His sister was almost like a fucking local band at that point. Am I correct in assuming that, Jimmy? Almost. Yes. Kinda. Yes. All yes. right. So, so yeah. Uh, for me, the way I got introduced by that by the time Twisted Sister and I discovered Twisted Sister, I was already an avid hard rock heavy metal enthusiast. Said it before. My neighbor across the street, Kevin Barnes, got me into a lot of other bands because our first band, my, the band that broke my cherry, was Kiss. Nine, uh, 1976, Alive. Sure. I, I Well, it came out in 75. But it was but 75. I, I discovered it, yeah, I discovered it in like the spring of 76. And that, that record, I've said before, it just changed my life. And we became obsessed with Kiss. And, my, you know, my, my neighbor across the street from uh, uh, Kevin and my cousin Mitchell both were like, guys man kiss is cool but there's other fucking bands and that those were the guys that introduced me to all the other great 70 you know 70s uh hard rock heavy metal acts at the time so by the time the 80s roll around man i'm already in i mean i'm into van halen i i you know i've got we've got the first few ozzy solo albums and you know all that stuff's going around and you know it's just exploding all over the place you know acdc with back in black and you know i discovered them with um of course highway to hell and and you know power age and all that so and then twisted sister comes along um my brother's like hey dude there's this new band man they're from fucking new york you know twisted sister and i think the first song i heard you know, was we're not going to take it, but it, man, as a as a 13, 14 year old kid, I I fucking loved it. You know, um, felt like it was speaking for me. You know, I mean, you, you know what I mean, and just became uh, heard. Stay hungry, loved it, and then again, back in the day, 
a lot of labels were a lot more patient with bands. They would wait until that one record would break through. Right. And then when it did, a lot of people like myself, because I live in a still in a somewhat rural area. I mean, it's it. I'm not that far from <coughs> St. Louis, but when you're a kid and and you can't, you don't have, a, you live in a rural area. Yeah, there's there's mom and pop record stores, but that may as well be a fucking million miles away. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you don't have a car. There's no way for you to get there. So exactly. It, so for me to discover new music, I had to rely on word of mouth. I had to rely on my buddies. I had to, um, you know, tape tradings, things like that. And for Twisted Sister, yeah, I discovered them with their their big breakthrough album. Because um, the only record stores we had at the time was Record Bar and Music Land, which was corporate fucking you know they're not gonna carry you know, in other words you're not gonna find fucking um angel witch at that point in time at record bar it, you know what i'm trying to say it's just not gonna right, happen right. you know uh but but you know so every once in a while my brother and his friends would would drive to st louis to go to street side records and and that's how we got some of our metal but what happened is when we discovered Twisted <laughs> sister and then i found out they had a back catalog well we immediately bought the first two albums and i and i fell in love with those first three records i still feel like they are total total classic you know it's funny twisted sister kind of got classified as glam and even d takes umbrage to that he doesn't really yeah unnecessarily so right he he feels like he goes if they're gonna if they're going to classify us as anything, they should call us hid metal, is in hideous, which I love. I love his sense of humor, man. That's one of the things I love about Twisted Sister is D's, the sense of humor, the fact that sometimes they didn't always take themselves so seriously that that it, it, you know, their look was kind of cartoony and larger than life. I mean, you got these guys that could fucking look like they could play football, and they're they're wearing makeup, but it's like well, you so can thank Suzette for that because she designed all their crap and showed them yeah. how to put makeup on and the whole nine yards. Suzette yeah. fucking was pretty much the extra member of the band that nobody talks about. I know, oh, I totally agree. but, but totally we can't agree. talk about it because she was underage. <laughs> 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 I got to tell you about it, Mike. Uh, I, I got into Twisted Sister even later than you um, mm-hmm. because I came back to the States because uh, I you know grew up in Germany. I came back to the States and november 86 moved to new york in you know january 87 and i had no knowledge of twisted sister i i believe i believe that a buddy of mine had uh come out and play on vinyl but we never listened to it he just showed it to me it's like oh yeah that's cool and i'll now at that time i was listening to kiss and acdc it wasn't until that compilation album came out, Big Hits and Nasty Cuts, yeah. <laughs> that I like got into Twisted, and my like mom, 1992. Well, maybe a little before that. My mom was dating a guy. Well, that's that, when that album came out. I, I know it did. My mom was dating a guy ten years younger, and he had recorded all the Headbangers Ball stuff. Nice. Wow. <laughs> now my first my first album I bought was Big Hits and Nasty Cuts. So maybe I should preface that by backwording that. <laughs> so your introduction to Twisted Sister was the videos that your mom's boyfriend showed you. Oh, yeah, husband, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Husband, I mean, so, yeah. So, so I saw 
you know, we're not going to take it. And that spoke to me so hard as a teenager growing up in a Christian conservative household. You know, fuck That you. video was awesome, though. The father in that video was just... Oh, <laughs> oh my uh, God. Is that, that a twister pin on your uniform? On your uniform? school uniform? <laughs> well, they got the guy from Animal House. Yeah. Dude, it was perfect. Yeah. Perfect, man. It was so fucking cool. And, yeah, those... I mean, even that, and then I Want to Rock, and... Yeah. I mean, yeah, dude. I mean, I, 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 dude, I was such a Twisted Sister fan that I think in the summer of 84, I broke my left, um, uh, I think it was my ulna and, you know, my arm and, and I had a cast on my forearm. My big brother drew the Twisted Sister logo and colored it and everything on my cast. And there's a picture of me somewhere where I'm fucking proudly sporting that cast. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I, I was, I was really into Twisted Sister. I still love them to this day, man. I mean, you know, so yeah. Um, just a great band, great musicianship. D, uh, great vocalist, amazing front man. And, oh, oh uh, look, uh, I'm sorry. One of the greatest front men of all fucking time. By I, far. I follow that fucker on Twitter. All, one of the greatest frontmen of all time. Fuck David Lee Roth. Fuck Whoa. Paul Stanley. Oh. Dee Snyder, greatest frontman of all time. Dude, I think the only person on the whole planet that I would ever be so shell-shocked over meeting, I wouldn't even have a word to say, would be Dee. Like, uh, hey, sir, Dee's here. He wants to talk to you. I'd be all, like, stupid for about 35 minutes and wouldn't even be able to say anything. <laughs> I, I hear you, man. I think I would be like kind of like Chris Farley because I'm like that with my heroes a lot. Like I always joke that that's one of the reasons why I haven't done a whole lot of interviews for TMS is because I'm always like, man, I'm going to be that fucking guy who's going to be like, you remember, you remember when when you did blah 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 blah. Yeah, that was awesome. You know what I mean? Like I'm that guy, um, you know, especially with a guy like D or Ozzy or you know those, those dudes, man. You know, so um, yep. I'd be all like. You remember when Lemmy came out on stage in the UK and told the people to actually listen to your music? <laughs> right. <laughs> For real. After D wiped off his makeup. Oh, my God. Which Amazing. I love that. Where D's like, "Is that what's it going to take? Is it going to take for me to fucking wipe off the makeup, man? Hang on. I'll wrap. wipe my makeup you know? off. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. And, 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 and the other thing about him is he's a that great songwriter. Like, great songwriter, uh, too. That, that was fucking uh, uh, Stay Hungry. You know, so they already been, you know, slaving it out, str you know, struggling for 10 years. Oh, fuck, dude. Because this yeah. is a band that struggled. That's why I'm so glad you said Jimmy's coming on. Because Jimmy was there for those fucking struggling years. Now, Jimmy. Yes. You're going to these shows. Under the Blade is coming out. Are are they on your radar yet? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, we, uh, we our, like we, we love Mark the Animal Mendoza. We think that guy is the greatest. You know, <laughs> he's like he's he's, he's, he, That's mess. how we. That's how we loved. That's how much we love Twisted Sister. To, to see Mark the Animal Mendoza play, guy is great. Great musician, you know. And uh, I, 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 so I, I went to a Twisted Sister show in two thousand and one. And that's when Twisted Sister was coming back, you know, after after their 
so-called separation or hiatus. And the concert was called the New York Steel Concert. And it was a benefit to benefit the 9 uh, a 9-11 fund for, for the children of police and firemen. Nice. And it grossed $400,000. Oh, wow. And uh, the bands that played at it were, of course, Twisted Sister, Ace Frehley, Anthrax, Oberkill, and Sebastian Bach. Wow. Yes. And you were and, at that show. Uh, I was at that show. Uh, and that, that, then, you know, when they started, after they played that, they started coming back out again. 2003, they played, I saw them with Alice Cooper and Sebastian Bach. I've seen Sebastian Bach a few times with them. 87, I saw them with Great White. Very good band. And uh, when they played with Alice Cooper, with great shows, you know? Like Alice Cooper and Twisted Sister, like there was amazing concerts, you know? I mean, I'm so looking to go into Alice Alice Cooper now, you know? Yeah, that's badass. So here's my question. Let's let's, uh, dive into what Twisted Sister did. Because they sludged it out for years. And uh, if you want to know how hard they sludged, go check out We Are Twisted Fucking Sister or We Are Twisted Sister if your streaming service is fucking censored. I've mm-hmm. watched that like 500 times. Yeah. Oh, I own <laughs> I love it. That. I own it, Sarah, so I am down. <laughs> Let's get into Under the Blade. Secret Records. There was one other thing I wanted to point out or, or, or to ask Jimmy about. Because uh, none of us have seen Twisted Sister live if I, besides Jimmy. Am I correct in assuming that? Dude, how gay is that? We're all fans that haven't seen them. Well, you know, I, I know the reason for me. Like I've said on my show many times, my, my parents were weird. They were all about letting me have the records and the posters, but you're not going to St. Louis, <laughs> all the drugs and weirdos yeah. no way are you going so oh, i didn't get man. to see yeah so i didn't get to see a lot of fucking like i didn't get to see ozzy or dio or any of the uh, bands that i grew up loving like i think the first time i saw ozzy was like the no more tears tour i even missed the no rest for the wicked because they had canceled that tour and then rescheduled it and i couldn't make it for some reason so you uh, know my first fucking concert was Kiss Crazy Nights, for fuck's sake, where Ted Nugent totally blew him <laughs> off the stage. I mean, I love me some Kiss, but that's not an album I'm a big fan of. Shut even up! Even though some of us are. <laughs> we, it's know. blasphemy. <laughs> okay, if you say so. Um, Sarah, have, but, you ever, have you ever seen Twisted? What do you want from me? When Under the Blade came out, it was 1982. I was like, I don't know, uh, eight years old. Right. Yeah, exactly. I'm with you. Yeah. I was like 11 or 12. Under the the grammar school, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And then plus Bushy knows where I live. I live way up here in uh, northern New York State on the Canadian border in a little town. And there's nothing around here. Like, if I wanted to go see a big concert, I'd have to go uh, like an hour and a half away to Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Or I would have to go to a little over two hours away to Syracuse, you Syracuse, know? Syracuse, yeah. Uh, 
So, I mean, at, at a young age back then when they were really big, you think my mom's going to, like, stick me on a bus to New York right. City to go exactly. see Twisted Sister? Exactly. That ain't I it. know. Doesn't life here. suck? Come on out and play. So, Under the Blade drops. Under the Blade drops. I didn't get to ask my question, though. Well, ask your fucking question. You talk a lot. I do. (laughs) I do. I'll admit that. Um, There's, well, one, I want to point out that Sarah feels my pain even more so than I did, because at least I was close to St. Louis. I just needed to have somebody have a car. Yeah, I'm only a half hour away from her, so (laughs) it was no better. Right. Secondly, Jimmy. Yes. Twisted Sister is known for one, being one of those bands that absolutely is phenomenal live um, and, and had a reputation for blowing bands off the stage. Being oh, yes. someone that you saw a lot, you've seen them, you've seen them several times. Yeah. Can you uh, corroborate that? Is that true? Oh, uh, that is very true. Yeah. You know, very true. I mean, I, you, well, when when Come Out and Play came, they when they played Radio City, Doc Dokken Dokken was very big then, you know. Yeah. And, but man, they blew, they blew, they blew, I mean, Dokken they were on a tooth and nail tour, you know. I mean, and they, Twisted Sister came out and D came out of a sewer, you know. Like right. The album cover on Come Out and Play, which and the funny thing happened was. The manhole fell fell on him and he didn't pop right out. It was funny. It was like they had like a stage <laughs> problem. It was pretty funny. These these supposed to pop out of a sewer, you know, like yeah. on the come out and play album. And the the manhole thing didn't open right away. And Twisted Sister, they were on like the band was on the stage already, you know. And D was still coming out of the sewer hole. It was pretty funny, you know. It was like a malfunction right. they had. But but that show was they opened up with the kids are back. You know, and the whole place was like, God, like standing, you know, it was like, it was like, man, you felt it. It was going through you, you know, it was like, Jesus, you know, these guys are fucking unreal, you know, Uh, I've I've never seen them play bad. I've never seen them have a bad performance in the 10 times that I've seen them, you know, I've seen bands play. I've seen bands play pretty well with them. But never blow them off, you know. Very, they're a very tough band to blow off, you know. I mean, I mean, the drum solo was God, God rest AJ Perro's soul. Yeah, his his drum solos were like, oh my God, you're you're like you're waiting for it, you know. You're sitting in there and you're waiting for the drum solo. I mean, this guy. I mean, I, I, you know, I've seen some great drum solos, Bill Ward. I, you know. But, you know, he ranked, AJ ranked up there with probably greatest, one of the greatest live metal drummers that I've ever seen, you know? And I've seen a lot of great metal drummers. You know? You've seen a lot. Yeah. See, so I've I, seen I, Bill Ward. I've seen, I've seen Bill Ward. I've seen, uh, oh, I saw Ainsley Dunbar. I've seen Corky Lang. I've seen. You know, all the old guys and the drummer from Mountain was awesome, uh, you know. But I mean, this guy's drum solo, like Pete, like would, would blow them all away. You know, every 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 time you saw Sister play, the drum solo was always different. 
It was awesome. always different. It was it was like it was never the same. It wasn't stale, you know. And it, back. Oh, I want to tell you a story. Back in the early days, they gave out cards when you went to the club, and they gave you the card, and you got your SMF card, and that meant you were a sick motherfucker sick and motherfucker. friend of Chief's sister. Yeah, and my friend, my friend Mike has the cards. He said, I told him I was going to come on the show, you know, and he said, you got, I got to come up to his house and he's going to give me my, I have my, I have an actual card from the Twisted Sister show with my name on it that says I'm a, I'm a twisted friend of Twisted Sister, sick motherfucker with my name on it. Dude, that's badass. That's <laughs> yeah, fucking back from, awesome. Back from one of the original shows, you know? And, but that's how Twisted Sister used to promote themselves back in the days, too. You you went to a show. They gave you cards. They they uh, they gave you, like, a number to call. Let's say, oh, if it was, like, a secret concert they were going to play. Or, you know? They, kept, they always kept you in the loop, you know? Awesome. That's what that was. That was so cool about him, you know. Well, let me ask. Let me ask you a question, brother, because I was watching the uh, Twisted Sister documentary earlier, and you know the whole Club Two Thousand. Were you there for Mm -hmm. that one? No, no. That one I didn't. That one I did not go to. Oh, I think I was at a Grateful Dead concert then, <laughs> you know? Well, ladies and gentlemen, we got to get rid of Jimmy Neff. Uh, I know. I know, I know. <laughs> Guys, I apologize. I apologize. But, uh, you went to Grateful Dead been... instead of fucking Twisted Sisters tearing tear well, down the disco it's not, club? It's not, it's not that. It's Twisted Sister. Uh, the Grateful Dead I've seen 157 times, okay? I've seen them in 11 states and in Canada. You know? Well, I'm, well, I'm sorry. I, 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 used to, I know. I used to tour. I used to go on tour with the Grateful Dead. You know? and, uh, That's very and, badass, uh, but I'm still going to talk shit. I know. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, I do not think that tour came to New York City, if I'm not uh, – if I'm correct, but uh, – Oh, Club well, 2000 is like literally in Brooklyn. It's where they filmed Saturday Night Live or Saturday Night Fever. Oh, no, no, no. I definitely, no, I definitely. Lamore is in Brooklyn and Club 2000 is in Brooklyn. No, I did not go. I, I, I did not go to that concert because, like I said, might have been at a dead show. I don't know. Might have been at a baseball game or hockey game or something. <laughs> uh, I love you, Jimmy. That's hilarious. But that is... Uh, Plus, plus, this, it's a, they're playing in a disco place. Jeez, you know, it's pretty crazy. But, but to see, to Sebastian Bach was always good friends with with Twisted Sister, you know. Nice. Over, Overkill was good friends with Twisted Sister, you know. Badass. You know? So I love Bobby. He's my buddy. Yeah, and and that's a band that should have been. Bigger than what they were. Yes, you know? I agree wholeheartedly there too. Yes, yes. I mean God. that is a bit. I mean, like, like they they should have been part of the big four. Yep. You know they like they should have knocked off. They should have took Megadeth off and put them Overkill in, and it's or or, or maybe even Dumb Damn Tracks. 
You know? Yep, I agree with the anthrax. You know? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with the anthrax. We're not getting rid of Megadeth. You just stop your nonsense right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's but I talk. Bring up, and I, I won't bring up Guns N' Roses either. <laughs> <laughs> well, that first album's hard to argue with. Let's yeah. talk about Under the Blade. Okay. Holy fuck. Secret Records, they finally get their quote-unquote deal. They drop under the blade. Now, me and Metal Mike obviously have to go backwards. Sarah, you have to go backwards on that one, too? No, not really. Why? No, what do you mean? I mean, I had to go back and listen to it. I had never heard it before. Oh, hell no. I have every single pressing of every single Twisted Sister album ever fucking released. <laughs> I have the... So I have, badass. That is awesome. <laughs> I have I have every single album and their original, you know, of Twisted Sister. I have all the, the all their originals, on, yeah, fucking, on vinyl. Fucking yeah. Jimmy's got forty five and, and shit. And, and, I got forty fives of Twisted have, Sister. Yeah. Brian's got me one for Christmas. It's got signatures from the whole band on it. Yeah. On one side it has "I Am Me." On the other side it has uh, "Live from it's, the Marquee" track. I forget "Sin yeah. After Sin." I think. Yeah. Oh, that is so badass! Great that was a great out. Great album. You know, um, I was, cried. Was, I cried when I opened that on Christmas. I bet. <laughs> Twisted Sister. They went to England to get a record deal. Yeah, you know, and that's how. And and they they exploded in Europe. Twisted, I think Twisted Sister went over bigger in Europe than they did in the they United did. States. They did. There's no doubt about that. There is no doubt about that, man. I I you I look at I I look at Twisted Sister shows. The Reading Festival they playing the. Uh, all these big heavy me these metal festivals, you know, it's like wow, you know, headlining sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, and playing with like oh, Black Sabbath with Twisted, you know, you're like holy shit, you know. They don't, they didn't do that in the state. They they signed with in in the UK. They signed with with Scarlet Records. That was their the label. That was I the UK label. Oh, secret? Yeah, secret? No, yeah, I think it was. Oh, right, it was secret and. Secret record that that's what they sign with, mm -hmm. uh, and then the reason why Twisted Sister stopped playing the clubs was because the drinking age in New York City went up to twenty one, to twenty one years of age. Oh. That's why Twisted Sister started, you know, not playing the club, you know, dropping the club shows and going into the bigger stages because of the drinking age went up. It used to be eighteen to drink. I remember on my 18th birthday, I went to uh, my 18th birthday. It was legal to drink in New York City. But then they put it up to 21 years of age. My 18th birthday was I went to uh, Queen at Madison Square Garden. Nice. Wow. Man, I'm so my, jealous. That was my I know, 18th right? birthday. I was in. I was in. The, I was in the fifth row for Queen at the Garden. Okay. Nice. Now, if you see Queen, the movie, that concert is portrayed in the movie that I went to. Oh, okay. That is badass. That is, that is the News of the World tour, okay? Oh, nice, nice. And it's, you know, that concert is, like, 
like the the like the 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 first Twisted Sister concert I went to was was it cost uh, five bucks, right? Wow, five bucks to go. You know, my first overall rock concert was four dollars and fifty cents, and I saw Arrow, uh, I saw Aerosmith and Ted Nugent. Okay? Wow, wow. My 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 second rock concert was was the Charlie Daniels Band and Atlanta Rhythm Section, you know. And Very cool. we walked out on we walked out on Charlie Daniels because this guy this guy got hit over the head with a cooler, and a fight broke out in the in the in the show. We left. We just wanted to see Atlanta Rhythm Section, and we left. You know. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait! You didn't even want to see Charlie Daniels. I hated Charlie Daniels. <laughs> I'm in New York. I'm in New York. I, I still hate the guy's music today. I'm a New Yorker. Well, we were just talking to now, Jimmy Neff, and he's gone now. So, <laughs> I was just, so I, what was you guys' favorite song off of Under the Blade, anyway? Well, uh, there was one other thing I wanted to ask, because I was wondering, Bushy, when you asked if Sarah was involved... Uh, did you mean like timeline wise? I guess I think what Bushy was asking is like, what was the first Twisted Sister record you had heard? Was it Under the Blade or was it You no, Can't it was, Stop Rock and Roll? No, You Can't Stop Rock and Roll was the right. first. That was what you meant, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, that's yeah. what you. Okay, cool. Uh, favorite song. Uh, you know what, Jimmy? What's your favorite track off the record, man? Off Under off, the Blade. Off of Under the Blade is uh, a Destroyer. Fucking A, dude. Bushy. I like it. Oh, under the blade. I tell you what. That, that. It's hard. Favorite track? Because I have, like, notables and get rid of. <coughs> I don't know. I don't know. I love what you don't know sure can hurt you. Uh, I love it because such, you know, they use it to open up shows. And I don't know because I've never seen them live ever. But love it. I think there's a lot of crap songs on there. There's a lot of great songs on there. What about shooting? (laughs) To not be obvious... Because, you know, What You Don't Know opens the album. Sin After Sin is probably my favorite song on that album. Mine is the title track, actually. I like Under the Blade. It's really good. Um, As far as I'm concerned, it's just a killer fucking record. Um, What You Don't Know Sure Can't Hurt You. Perfect opener. Uh, It sets the tone for the album. As far as I'm concerned, there. Um, my favorite track is Destroyer, though. I've always loved that song, that fucking riff, man, and just mm-hmm. a, it's just a sludgy fucking just. Oh, I love it, man. But uh, what's your least favorite track of, of the album, uh, di- um, Jimmy? Not to say it ain't a good song, but what's your least favorite? Uh, shoot him down. I think I agree with Jimmy. I agree with Jimmy. I always thought Shoot Him Down sounded like ACDC-ish, you know? How the fuck are you guys not saying Day of the Rocker? No, that's... <laughs> that's... That's that's a... Uh, 
That's a class. That's uh, that's on Mount Rushmore. I would not. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jimmy said it. He you, saw him live. Maybe I'm you wrong. Pulled out, you pulled out. <laughs> you pulled out another monster. <laughs> that's a monster. Song. <laughs> nope, I agree with Jimmy. Shoot him down. They shoot him down. And and I guess you feel Day of the Rocker is your least favorite song, Bushy. Oh you God! That out Come there. on. <laughs> All right. Well. I'm sure I'll probably shoot him down, shoot him down, shoot him down. How was that the worst song? I, I don't I know. Like shoot him down. It's not my least favorite. My it least sounds favorite. too much like ACDC. That's why I don't like it. How's well, that for you, Bushy? Well, oh, damn. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I don't know, it's, it's a little like poppy-ish, you know, like shooting it down. Well, and, see, to me. You know? Well, maybe that's me. why I love it. To me, you love the Bee Gees. There's yes. two songs on here I like. Nelson. And Nelson like, rules, remember. <laughs> I just threw up in my mouth. Uh, yes, yes, you did. But I shook Gunner's hand. Shut up, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> well, damn, Bushy. All right. Bushy can't um, live without Gunner's love and affection. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I can't spend another night on my own. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <great>. wow. <laughs> so can I ask you something, Bushy? When you met him, were you all like, Do you remember? Do you remember? That was awesome. Did you do that with him? No, I was much better than you. <laughs> oh <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> hey, Jimmy, entertain these jokers for a couple of minutes. I gotta step away for a second. Okay, Don. Fair enough. Oh man. no. All right, so you can't stop rock and roll. What do you think would be the most underrated track on that album? Um, we're going to make it. Are you kidding me? They've been sludging it out for 10 fucking years, this band. We're going to make it embraces everything rock, metal, standout track. Fuck Suzette's song. You're not alone. Fuck you, D. I don't care about you singing to your 15-year-old girlfriend. Damn, dude. <laughs> We're going to make it. That is hungry, pissed off. We're going to get this shit done no matter what. Greatest song on that record. Metal Mike. My, my favorite. Oh, man. Number it's got to be the, the underrated. The most oh, the underrated. underrated. Oh, the underrated. Mm. Mm. I am, I'm me, because that sings to me too. <laughs> what? Now he is underrated. That's a good question. I, I The underrated track, man. I don't, God damn, babe. That's fucking... For me... For, probably, uh, I, I got to go with Bushy, man. I think that... Uh, we're going to make it is a fantastic song, but this is, I love this record. Like, I love all right. of it. I, I love this whole entire record. Yeah, this too. is my favorite Twisted Sister album. So asking me, it's really hard to even ask. I, 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 there's, I mean, yeah, the kids are back, like a knife in the back. I mean, fuck. But there's two songs that mean a lot to me for a couple of reasons. One, Ride to Live, Live to Ride is such a banger. I mean, A.J. Paro is killing it on the drums in that song, man. Throughout the entire song, it, it means a lot to me because it 
I mentioned earlier my my cousin Mitchell, who was also very influential on me as 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 much as my neighbor across the street, Kevin Barnes, was when it came to hard rock and metal. He he was this big burly Harley rider, um, rode uh, drove his rode his Harley all across this country, even took a trip to Europe and brought his bike with him, you know, in storage. I think he he I think he took a cruise. Drove all over Europe. This guy was a fucking Harley riding motherfucker. I oh even at the time when the song first time I heard it, I was like, oh my god, this this is Mitch. This this reminds me of Mitchell, you know, Ride to Live, Live to Ride. It's just a fucking banging epic track. I know D wrote it for a lot because the bikers loved Twisted Sister and and new york just loved them and he wrote that as kind of like a fucking you know tribute to them i i always think of my cousin mitchell and i lost him a few years ago which makes me even a little bit more emotional when i listen to it but i always think of him so for me um probably my favorite song but the other one that really speaks to me is i am on me i just love that song i always yeah I loved it as a kid. I love it now. And what's really weird is even as an adult, I can still identify with it where before, you know, when you're young and you're and and, and, and you're trying to be your own person. And, and it's not that you don't love your mom and dad. But, yeah, it's like, man, I'm me. I am on me. But I also listen to this song a lot when me and my ex broke up because I was in a kind of a toxic relationship. Um, she put me down a lot and, and it was always just really, really, really. Uh, critical of me and um, fucking I felt like I don't know when you hear some of the the lyrics and that like do the things that you do like the living dead you know how I tried to please you how I try yeah I just totally even as an adult even now when I listen to the song I I think of her now I think of that it's like you know what fuck you I am I'm me I'm free and I'm gonna live life to the fucking fullest and i'm gonna and and i don't know it's kind of almost like my um declaration of independence song from her you know like if that Hell makes yeah. sense. and 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 what's funny is i was listening to that song a lot and then i joined that metal station shortly after so it's it, i that song means a lot to me i i like i said though i absolutely love this record if i had to have a least favorite track it probably would be you're not alone <laughs> Um, but I still like that song even too, and I'm not really a big ballad guy, but you know, <coughs> I love There's ballads. Jimmy. And hey Jimmy, ballads. we're talking about the uh, "You Can't Stop Rock and Roll" album now, and I asked Metal Mike and Bushy what they thought the most underrated track on that album was. So I guess it's your turn to answer, buddy. Oh, I'm trying to think. Had a lot of great ones on that album. What what is uh, I, I, I underrated song I think um, uh, I believe in rock and roll. <laughs> no, that's fucking come out of play. Oh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of now. I'm trying. This to think one of, has. This one has. I'll give you the the catalog listing. Give me the give me the rundown. The kids are back. But uh, like a knife in the back. Ride to live, live to ride. I am. I'm me. Power and the glory, we're going to make it, I've had enough, I'll take you alive, you're not alone, you can't stop rock and roll, one man, woman, 
four barrel heart of love and feel the power which are the bonus tracks uh from the re-release uh, yeah, yeah. Is, well, I have every pressing, so I look I, 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 Oh, I hear you, baby. I'm, hey, just throwing that out there. All right. So what's, what's the worst track off of that album? No, what's the most underrated track on that album? Like, what song should have been popular but was never? Yeah, because the worst track is obviously Suzette's song. <laughs> A knife in the Back. Most underrated, really? I, I personally, I've never, I've never seen Twisted Sister play "Knife in the Back." I've, it was, it was always the kids. The opener was the kids are back. You know, you'd hear right. the, you'd hear the slamming, boom, 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 and everybody's getting pumped up and psyched out up, and then they come out and just rip that one out. You know, but but like when when when. They don't they didn't play a lot they didn't play a lot of like they mixed it up in that tour, you know? With with They, the they never played Knife in the Back Live? I don't I've never heard them play it. Dude, stay that's, stay that's I've pretty never, badass. I've, I've never really heard that Well, of course Stay Hungry was the price, everything like that. But they always opened up with like they would open up with you can't stop rock and roll, you know? Nice. Nice. And I mean, it, that just got everybody fired up, you know? But, well, I uh, think it's funny well, because those two I, albums were... I definitely don't remember that song being played at any of the shows, you know? Well, that, that that's amazing to me because I think that's a big Twisted Sister hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a cool song. I know. I need it like a knife in the back. I, I think they, I think they had a video of that. My, 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 my I remember them having a video of that song. You know, that, back. In the day, you that, know, dude, that's just amazing. I love talking to somebody that was actually there. You know, in, in the pit, so to speak. Oh, and yeah. I, I'm, and I'm just so confused that that's not such a big banger. Yeah, well, but, they, had a lot, they had a lot of other big bangers. You know, you can't fit all the big bangers. And, uh, you know, you know on Tear It Loose when they they play Tear It Loose. Oh, great song. Uh, uh, the the uh, the guitar solo was was Fast Eddie Clark from Motorhead. Wait, what? Yeah, he played the guitar solo on that song. It was Fast Eddie Clark from Motorhead. I didn't know that. On, on on tear it loose, and the album and under under the under the under the under the blade was produced by Pete Way from UFO. Well, yeah, I I knew that. I knew it was a secret records thing, but I did not know Fast Eddie Clark played the solo on that jam. He's right, he's right, yeah. Bush. It's right here, man. Guest musician Fast Eddie Clark, second guitar solo on Tear It Loose. That is. Badass. Look, Metal Mike going to the fucking Wikipedia. Which sometimes it's full of shit, but on this one it corroborates. It's, it's, <laughs> you know, Jimmy so. knows what he's talking about. Otherwise, well, right, I wouldn't man. have made him come in and be on You know what? There should be like a Jimmypedia. There should be a Jimmypedia. You can just fucking tell people what's up, man. Yeah, what's, what's Fast Eddie, you know? Motorhead. Yeah, that's awesome. badass. Motorhead. Now, Motorhead. 
Motorhead, great band, great band. Oh, oh. well, yeah. Oh, oh fuck! I could talk, talk Motorhead shows for hours with you guys. And fucking D and Lemmy were really good friends, dude. Yeah, yes. Well, yes. well, fucking Lemmy helped him out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were. Uh... They were brothers. Yeah, and he was so, a big supporter of Twisted Sister. So here's Rest my question. Lemmy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Here's my question. As now, the, now Jimmy, this question is for you. As a guy that was going to the clubs, going to the bars, seeing fucking twisted back in the seventies and eighties, they finally get a major record deal because they drop under the blade and it's fucking amazing. They drop can't stop rock and roll and it's fucking amazing. Stay mm-hmm. hungry after that. But they stay, drop Stay Hungry. Stay Hungry is the one. Major label debut. Blew up all you know, blew up all over the world. Yeah. Yeah. You know, their stupid cartoony videos, which were hilarious. Yep. Loved it. What what were your thoughts as a Twisted Sister fan that have been seeing them grinding out in the clubs and then they have this new level of fame. What were your thoughts? What were your feelings? What was going on in your mind when Stay Hungry drops? Oh, I remember when Stay Hungry dropped. They they used to to place the posters all over downtown. You know, downtown New York. Twisted Sisters' new album. Stay hungry. It'd be plastered all over the walls. I was like, "Holy shit!" You know, look at this. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I, I was so happy for them, man. I mean, I, I mean, they, they give their all. These guys, you know. I mean, their performances, you know. That's what I love about. And I, I, I was so happy when they, they blew up. I mean, I mean. I knew when they when they blew up was the Pierce show when they played with Rat and Lita Ford. I said, "Oh, here we go. They're going big time now, you know." And nice, you know. It was you know, but it was really big time. I mean, to open for Dio on the Sacred Heart tour. I mean, that, oh, that yeah. was that was an amazing show for them, you know. And I know they fought a lot towards the end. They fought a lot. I. I a friend of mine was we were, we were talking about Mark the Animal. That Mark the Animal wanted to kill D. Snyder, literally right. kill him. Well, that's the, probably the you biggest know? ego in rock and roll is fucking and, and, D. Snyder. And, I know, and they had to put out. They had to put out. Uh, uh, D. put out like uh, like uh, an, you know an arrest thing, so he wouldn't come like you know a hundred restraining order. Yeah, restraining order against Mark the Animal. I, and I was like, what the hell is this? You know, then. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sarah. What? Jimmy. Yes. Why the fuck have I never heard about this restraining order? I thought Because you're not a about. real New Yorker. <laughs> <laughs> and we just lost Sarah from Sarah's Evasion. Fuck her. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm sorry, it was there. You left the door open. I walked. You did, and you walked right through that motherfucker, and that's why. Dude, I love that it. that was a gaping fucking hole right there. But, man. but I've just... never heard that story. Oh yeah, yeah, they were fucking. They It was crazy. It was it was very bad. Now, <laughs> as far as timeline, Jimmy, was that during? Was that during the Stay Hungry era, or was that no, after? That was, that was, I think that it was. It, I think I, it was like after come out and it was sort of like after come out and play. They were they were fighting over the direction on how the music was going too. They didn't well, like Marty. Marty well, Animal didn't didn't like Marty Animal hated D. You know, always being front and center and you know taking over the whole show and shit. You know. Well, and that pistol, and this, I mean, dude, but he, it, it was it was crazy. He literally was they he was restrained. They 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 found him. I, I heard a story. He was he was in his he was near his house with a fucking gun, and it was gonna try to shoot him. I mean, I've heard fucking Mark was going to shoot fucking D. Yeah, it was going to try to shoot D, and they put a restraining order against him. Well, well, I do remember watching behind the music, and when they did their reunion, Mark showed up with the gun, and D even made the joke and said, I don't want to hear any other bands telling me how hard it is to get back together. But Mark downplays it and says, look, man, I was working as a private investigator. I was licensed to carry a gun. I wasn't going to fucking shoot D. Snyder. And at that point, they were getting back together. I think that may have been around the whole 9-11 tribute thing they yeah, were doing. That, that, um, I, I remember I, he was nervous of him, you know? Oh, yeah. And I do know things got kind of ugly, yeah. as far, especially when they recorded Love is for Suckers, because yeah. we'll, we'll get down there. We'll get to that eventually. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, it got ugly. It got fucking ugly, man. Which you is see- hilarious because the only one that I know that's not on that album is fucking uh, you know, Eddie Ojeda. Yes. Um, for Love, there's another. The, I don't think. Um, yeah, Eddie's on there, dude. It's fucking. Uh, it's AJ Perro who's not playing drums on that album. Yeah. It, okay. It's point What right? Is it? Not for love is for suckers. Uh, love is for suckers has. Oh, no, he, was on, he was on the. Oh, What's I guess? Took they, over when yeah. Mike when, Portnoy when, took when, over for AJ Perry. Yeah, AJ yeah. pissed away. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Joey. They, they never, Joey. Joey Seven Franco is the guy who played drums on Love Is for Suckers. Okay, that's what. Yeah, because wow. yeah, he was the seventh drummer in Twisted Sister. Okay. But we're, we're, we'll get back to that in a minute, man. Uh, so, so. He was like uh, an ancestor of Twisted Sister. Let, let, let's, so, okay. You, you said the most underrated track, um, Jimmy. What is your favorite track off You Can't Stop Rock and Roll? Probably I Believe in Rock and Roll. <laughs> I believe in rock and roll. Okay, cool, man. No, no, that's come out and play. Oh, I'm, yeah. not, I'm sorry, I'm on come out and play. Uh, yeah. Okay, you got the kids are back like a knife in the By back. the way, by the way, let me cut you the fuck off, Mike. Yes, sir. I love that this motherfucker is sending so much love to come out and play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you All are. All right, my favorite song on You Can't Stop Rock and Roll is I Am Me. Yes, I am, and I'm me. I'm me. Yep. <laughs> um, Who are you to tell me? Yeah. 
Love that what, song. What, what, what oh, else? I should be. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Refresh my memory again on that album. <laughs> All right, you ready, Jimmy? Yes, I'm ready. The kids are back, like a <sighs> knife in the back. Ride to live, live to ride. I am me. The power and the glory. We're going to make it. I've had enough. I'll take you alive. You're not alone. You can't stop a rock and roll. You want the bonus tracks? No, no bonus no, I, tracks. I, 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 I love the power and the glory. That's a fucking great song, man. I love the power and the glory. That's a, that, that. And the two, the two ballady ones, I like too. I like. You like uh, Suzette, you're not alone. You're not alone. I like. Oh. You know, I think that's a great. That's a great. I, I mean, that's a great song. I personally think it's a decent track for this one reason and this one reason only. Suzette helped the band make their image, helped them with their makeup, and they tipped her their hat to her. Yep. That's it. That's yes. the only reason that that song is cool is because they acknowledge the fact that she's actually a member of the band, even though she's not in the band. Oh. Yes. Yes. I think nobody in the band liked that song except for D. Well, you know, this, it doesn't even matter. It's just the simple fact that they tipped their hat to the chick who designed all her, all their costumes. All right. I just find it ironic Shit. that the guy who loves Nelson's complaining about this fucking song. Just, just going to throw that out there. I love you, Bush, but I'm like, damn, dude, you're making this shit out like it's just like the worst song ever. Meanwhile, he's all I'll take there, that like, song over Nelson's entire discography. Meanwhile, Sorry, I said like. Here she comes, just like right. an angel. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, oh, like what the fuck, fuck man? Yeah. Ah, fuck out of here, man. A bit of my own. <laughs> I know. Jesus. Now it's yes. like a fucking song stuck in my fuck. head. I saw them open for Damn Yankees in Radio City. Damn Yankees and Nelson. That <laughs> 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 had to have been great. Yeah. I, I bet it was amazing. There I was, know, I know you would fucking bet right there in the front of the back, Bushy. That was fucking, that was, well, that was like pure fucking great show, <laughs> you know? Well, but, Jimmy's gone now, so let's go on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> my, my next podcast will be Nelson's Discography, you know? <laughs> oh. No, you're not invited. You're not invited. <laughs> shit, I'll be sure to miss that. And what I mean is I wouldn't even listen to that shit. Ugh. Oh, I, I hate all you people right now. All right, so are we moving on to Stay Hungry? <laughs> well, well, no, uh, we could because we have I'll, a I'll, I'll, I'll ask John Verno to do it. He'll do a... Uh... Oh, Verno, we'll do a discography on Nelson. You know, uh, <laughs> I love the Verno Matic, great man. Yeah. Rochester metalhead, love him. You know, great, oh, great yeah. organization, love the guy. He does some great podcasts too, guys. You know. Oh yeah, but, yeah. Um, I know. I, really I good I, interviews. He told me that he's coming down to the Nashville Rockapod Expo. Hey, the, the Expo, huh? Yeah, slow this down, because right now Rockapod Expo. Yeah. It's been a long time since we've rock and rolled, but that all changes this August as Rockin' Pod returns to Nashville. This annual convention brings together rock artists, fans, and podcasters for an unforgettable rock experience. 
Special guests this year include Billy Sheehan, Ron Keel, Don Jameson of That Metal Show, and current and former members of Winger, LA Guns, Accept, and more. Stage panels, signing sessions, and photo ops will be available, plus lots of final and memorabilia vendors. Music podcasters from all over North America will be appearing on site for live interviews, speaking sessions, networking, and more. Got a music podcast? Register and join us. Rockin' Pod Weekend kicks off with a pre-party featuring former Tesla guitarist Tommy Skeo and his new band Resist and Bite making their debut performance, as well as a rare hair set featuring surprise guests performing all-time classics. Rockin' Pod Weekend takes place August 6th through the 8th in Nashville, Tennessee. Tickets, VIP passes, podcast registration, and discounted hotel rooms are available now at rockandpod.com. Rockin' Pod is brought to you by DBG Productions, Bradley Entertainment, and Inceptia. And and uh, the great uh, and Ralph is coming with his too, right? Hey, it's oh, gonna be oh, me, yeah. Bushy, Doctor Fuck, Vernomatic, and here's another thing: Bildo himself and OCD Shit. might and, be coming uh, together too. So yeah, that's gonna like, be how many people uh, representing? That's like half our station. So gonna, yeah. gonna have to build another Mount Rushmore, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Wow! Unbelievable. And Here's I heard, a big surprise for you guys. I will not be there. <laughs> oh, but sir, in you spirit, you, you will come. be, Sarah. You will be because I'm gonna, I'm gonna remind. Hey, Bushy, are you gonna wear your Sarah's Invasion T-shirt? Is no, that I how I'm gonna be there? That. I might, I might just do that, and I'll also just be like, hey, uh, uh, Bush, man. I'm just gonna turn around every once in a while and look at Bush. Go, hey, dude, you remember when Sarah bust your chops about Nelson? You Fair enough, but I have a song by Nelson that nobody else has. Bam. I, yes. hey, and, and you know what? It's all yours, buddy. You can have it. <laughs> I hate you. One. And that's the end of this podcast today. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bushy. <laughs> I'm not sorry. Oh. No, well, neither am I. Not really. Yeah, I, I, I know you guys aren't. But we're going to get into, uh, I think, Stay Hungry. Yep, Stay Hungry is next, 1984. Did we talk talk about our favorite songs? On You uh, Can't Stop Rock and Roll? Yeah, we did, babe. What was your favorite song? Oh, I Am, I'm Me. Yeah, that's mine, too. Me, too. Look at Sarah taking over my show. Who the fuck do you think you are? I am the manager of ThatMetalStation.com, and when I see you going off the rails on whatever fucking crazy train you're driving over there, I'm taking over, God damn it! Stay hungry up next, 1984. Lover, 1984, go. fucking stay hungry. We're morning people, you know? We gotta, that we're, we're which turned people. on everybody to twist his sister. Because of their cartoony fucking videos. Holy cow. Now, Sarah, we, we already know your favorite song, The Price. Blah, blah, yeah, blah. yeah. But my second yeah. favorite song on that album is Burn in Hell. Mm-hmm. Fucking right. Mm-hmm. God damn, what a great That's track. badass. And mm-hmm. I'm like in a different vein. Because for me, it's Don't Let Me Down. Yeah. Great song. 
you know what Another. I think would be wicked awesome, you guys, not to get off track, but you know how sometimes I have those mashup songs on my show, Bushy, and I share them with you? Yes. I think it'd be cool if the Beatles and Twisted Sister had a mashup of Don't Let Me Down because they both have a song that's same title. And Holy I just think shit. it would be totally bizarre and weird if it was a total mashup of Don't Let Me Down from both of those bands. It would be awesome. Like, Twisted Sister could be like, Don't Let Me Down! And then John Lennon would be like, Don't Let Me Down! You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah. That would be awesome. Great. <laughs> And you know what? I love both those songs. Ever. That's one of I like my them. fucking favorite Beatles songs. I love that song. And I love the Twisted Sister one, too. So yep. there you go. Win-win. I know. We just need to wax audio or DJ Schmoley or whoever these people that mash up these songs to do this for us. Hell yes. <laughs> Jimmy. Yes. Stay hungry. Favorite track, least favorite track. I I I love I love I love the song "Stay Hungry." Yeah, it's a oh, great track. That, that's a badass I, track. I just like it does culminate the whole album, just singing "Stay Hungry, Stay Hungry for Your Soul." You know? Yeah. I mean, that's a fucking great line. You know? You know? You feel? Can you feel the power? You know? I mean, that whole that whole that whole track just kicks ass from end to end. Perfect you know? opening track. Yeah. Yes, I mean, sir. I, I love the price, too. Well, that's a Stone Cold classic. I mean, yeah, we already I mean, know. That's, that's great. That's, you that know, like, is that's, like my ultimate favorite Twisted Sister filmed song. The, yeah. the, the, uh, the video filmed at Binghamton, New York, by the way. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> that's awesome. But the... Uh, what would be your least favorite track on that album? I have to say, I like, that. I like, I like the whole thing, you know? Stay I mean, Hunger, We're Not Gonna Take It, which is obviously overplayed well, as fuck. Burn in Hell, Horataria. I hated that Captain Howdy song. Yeah, yeah I wasn't, oh. yeah, I didn't like, I wasn't into, to, I would, Sarah's right. She read my mind. Captain Howdy, I wasn't crazy about. I didn't get. I didn't get it. You know. No, me either. Get I'm it. out of here. Bye, fuckers. Oh, all right. Sorry. It, it, like, are, didn't are you kidding on me? The album. It's like one of these things is not like the other. Yeah, like yeah. seriously, all the rest of the tracks on that album were fucking uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I remember. Track. I remember D doing. Doing that song, you know, Captain, stay away from Captain now, you know, to be all dramatic and dark and try to look right. and then all, you know, but I don't know. It just didn't, didn't, didn't fit that. To me, it doesn't fit that album. No, know? not you at know? all. It fit that, that song fits the first album, Under the Blade. Captain. Yeah, Hyde. I think it probably belong Captain, on that, Captain, Captain on that catalog. Yeah. Cause I don't know. It's it's just weird. It seems it's it's like too early-ish. I don't know. It's weird. It doesn't it doesn't fit. You know, Stay Hungry had a so much energy that album. You know. Yeah, and that song just was kind of like uh, it's yeah, like a downer. It was like uh, you know. It was filler. Yeah. 
No video. Was there a video? No. I don't. Metal Mike, are you hearing this? They said it's fucking filler. And an Audi. Well, here's the thing. It's it's two songs actually. It's Horror Terrier. You've got the beginning, Captain Howdy, and then you got Street Justice. I think Street Justice is a total banger. Yeah, I like that. So it I. I love it. I mean, it is weird and it's dark. And it, it, to me, it was D channeling his hero, Alice Cooper. It's a total Alice Cooper type track to me. Um, I I love it. I love this whole album. So yeah, I want to keep in mind when we say least favorite track, doesn't mean you don't love the track. It's just right. you love the other ones more. I want to exactly. stress that. Exactly. Um, what about? Uh, but I got to be honest with you. We're not going to take it for the the burnout factor overplayed. If I never hear that song again, I'm okay. I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong. It's a great song, but uh, we're with the rest of the album. This is an album. I have a really hard time picking my favorite track on. I, again, much like um, you can't stop rock and roll, but I think if I'm going to have to nail it down to one, well, it's going to be one in one a there's burning hell and SMF. I just fucking love those songs, man. Um, but really, the whole album, it's... its I've always said this. I've said this many times on my show. The first three Twisted Sister albums, in my opinion, are all fucking stone-cold classics. And while I do agree with you guys that, yeah, Horataria might have fit better more on Under the Blade, because that is kind of a more darker album. I mean, the name of the album, even, Under the Blade. It, it, right. I mean, even though D said later, well, that was about my guitarist's throat operation. Okay, cool, whatever, dude. It just had that album had that like that good evening, good total Alice Cooper worship right there. Welcome to our show. Yeah. Like so I see what you're you're where you guys are coming from, but it to me it's not filler, but I don't really think anything on this record is. This is an album much like you can't stop rock and roll, all killer, no filler. So like that's a, my thing on it. It's like SMF is you know, geez. Sick oh. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. It's a song to their fans, and it was just like, fuck yeah, man. uh, It's the homage song to the fans, you know? Fucking right. Yeah. That's what, what, and The Beast was a great song, too, you know? Dude, yeah, yeah, The Beast, Don't Let Me Down, uh, Burn in Hell. Even I Want to Rock is still a fucking banger. The Price, what a great, great. what, yeah. you call it a ballad, whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's a fucking amazing song. It's a song yeah. about the, the struggle, man. The struggle was oh, yeah. real, dude. Yeah. Man, oh, they oh, fucking yeah. fought so hard. Yeah. And, and, and now they're there. And they're still, it's like, but this is the price I had to pay. To I mean, yeah, how long have I wanted this yeah. for this to be true? I mean, even the opening lyric, it's just, yeah, it's. It's great record. Great fucking record. Talking about dude, that's such a great us. song, The Price. Holy fuck. Jason Aaron Wood, big props for your cover of that, by the way. Oh, Hell I know. Yeah. Jason's my buddy. I adore that guy so much. And, like, I told him, I made a deal with him. I'm like, look, man, if you cover the price, I will close every single show of mine with the price for four months. And yeah, I was did. on air four times a week at that time. Yes, That's ma'am. awesome. Mm-hmm. So he did it. And, and he, like... And- he killed it. 
Yep. He fucking killed it, man. He, he was... told me he has a brand new appreciation for D. Snyder and Twisted Sister after he did that. But he only bought the uh, royalty rights for it for one year. Ah. So, huh? you know. Yeah, I, I got to, a star, to... star, 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 star at when I play that song. Yep. I had <laughs> to, like, mess with the metadata so it doesn't show up on our reports. Oh, I'm, I'm, glad, you, I'm glad you said that. So I, <laughs> if I ever play that, I'll have to fucking change the metadata. Yep. All right. Put the uh, four stars on the album pane, dude. Okay. <laughs> and it won't show up on our reports. It'll Please. look like it is, like, uh, one of our commercials like, like or something. commercial, yeah. Awesome. So, Twisted Sister, they're exploding. They're all over MTV. They're probably one of the biggest bands in the country. I I don't know about the world, but definitely one of the biggest bands in the country because MTV. I want my MTV. Then they release Come Out and Play. And I hear so many Twisted Sister fans talking shit about this record. Yes. And it pisses me the fuck off. What, 1985 come out and play? What the fuck are they talking about? That's I think awesome this is album. a great record. The only record. fucking song that sucks on that album is the cover of the leader of the pack, and that's oh! why. Oh! That's why people fuck with that album is because they covered that song. And you know what? I think they did a good job with the song. Thank you, thank you. Because I was almost—I uh, was almost going to say—and now Sarah's gone. No, no. Like, I mean, I understand why people like gave him a bunch of shit over covering that track, but I think they did a good job covering that. But track. it was a New York staple. Okay, Jimmy. Yes. Jimmy, you yes. were there. Yes. Did they not do this song live all the fucking time? What, uh, what song again? Leader of the pack. Well, who, well, who uh, the fuck are you? We're no, on a no, podcast, no, man. Yeah, 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 no, they used to. Never mind, leader of the pack. They used to play. They used to play. Be cool to your school, like a sister or a brother. Yep, that's on. Come they, out they, and play. They, and get and that's on. Come out and play. And guess who's featured on that song on Alice Come Out? His Uncle Alice. Yes. Billy Joel on keyboards. Yes. Yes. Dude. This this fucking record, I get so angry at Twisted Sister fans because they bitch about. Look, I've got the um, uh, uh, Can't Stop Rock and Roll reissue, and they released Live at the Marquee Club. And yeah. guess what they do live? Leader of the fucking pack. Mm-hmm. It was a show or, or a song they did at all their shows back in the early days. The Shangri-Las so, did that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So fuck you. You don't like that song. You yeah, didn't like the video. It, fuck you. It was, Look, that was it was like part of the stage. That like, come out and play. Had a heavy stage show. You know, I mean, like I told you, D coming out of a sewer. You know, and you know, it was a big. It was a big production when come out. Well, it should have been because it's a great yeah. fucking album and it's, it's underrated. They had a really, really, really cool looking set. You know. Set was you, you look it up on YouTube. You see you you see you see D coming out of the sewer. It's fucking amazing, you know. Scared the living balls off of me when he popped out of the sewer. My heart almost came came to my mouth, you know. But it was, it was, it was, it was, it was cool, you know. 
And that 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 album has the fire still burning. That's my like, favorite oh, track oh. on that album, the fire still and burns. I, and I, and, I love that track. And, I, and and I believe in rock and roll. Fuck yeah! So Metal Mike, let's let's go around the table here. Metal Mike, yes. favorite song on this record? Um, fire still burns by far. Well, I love Killer Be Killed as well. Um, this, it's, this is, to me, is a step down from the first three records. I'm not saying it's fucking horrible, so before oh, I'm being crucified. Oh, shut the fuck up! But <laughs> I, I've thrown my headphones away. Fuck I you fucking guys. hate it. I fucking hated it then, and I hate it now. Just like I hated when Kiss did, did she kiss me? You know, on fucking Love oh, God. No. Hate it then, hate it now. Sorry, bro, I love you. I'd fucking take a bullet for you, but no, I don't like that song. Come out and play is okay. Be cruel to your school. school. It, this this fucking okay. pains me to say. It hurts. <laughs> it hurts me to say this because I'm a fan of Alice Cooper. I'm a fa- but it's too um. Be cool to each. I don't know. I just don't care poppy. for it. It's too poppy. It's, it's a total exactly fucking ripoff of fucking the Beach Boys. Come I, on. And I fucking hate the Beach Boys. Okay. <laughs> This podcast is over. What the fuck? The Beach Boys had like two or three songs I actually like. I'm sorry, dude. I don't live on the West Coast. I don't live on the beach. I can't fucking identify with fucking surfing USA. But the fire still burns is so awesome. But but yes, the fire still burns rules. Killer be killed rules. Um, Come out and play is pretty decent. Like, I believe in rock and roll. I mean, it's not a horrible, like... As a kid, oh. though, even, I was just like, whoa, this is, it, it was, it wasn't as heavy as the first three records. I'm sorry. Whether you love it or not, that's fine, and it's all subjective, but you cannot tell me that this record is as heavy as the first three. It's not. It's not, man. If the rest of the album sounded like The Fire Still Burns and Killer Be Killed, i fucking love this record, but it don't. And oh. that's why I'm kind of like, you know. Sir. Favorite song off this record? I already told you, the fire still burns is the best song on that album, hands down. But I also do like come out and play just because I like the intro of that song. Oh, I think it's so great. Amazing. You know what that's taken from, don't you? No, what's it taken from? Have you ever heard of a movie from? The, it's a 1979 cult classic movie called The Warriors. There's Ooh. there's a part because you hear them clicking. Yes. In fact, I have an intro. I have an intro song, uh, intro to a song from one of my invasion bands that's based on the Warriors, and I am yeah. the intro for their song, and it's based on the same movie. So yeah, yeah. The oh. main villain, Luther, he chants, "Warriors, come out and play!" While they clicking wanted- bottles. Clicking the clicking the uh, cl- clicking the nip bottles. You know? These guys yeah. wanted me to like pretend nip. I was the uh, radio host on that for the intro. Oh yeah. And then really? so at the very end of the intro, I was like, in the meantime, stick around and stay tuned for Sarah's invasion. Here comes some Animal J just for you, and that's on their music video. That's awesome. <laughs> that's badass. <laughs> like that's I did badass. their whole thing, but to be cheeky. 
I, I added that in. Well, because they're in the UK and they wanted me to be part of their music video, but obviously I couldn't be part of their music video, so they asked me to do a voice intro for them. So to be cheeky, I slipped in Sarah's Invasion and they kept it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Jimmy, best yep. song on this album? I tell... I- well, I, I love, I love, uh, I love come out and play. I love the fire still burns, uh, but I, I believe in rock and roll. It's one of my favorites, you know, it's just great song. It's outstanding. Now look, I got to fuck with you guys. I mean, I saw the tour guys, you know, I was there, <laughs> you know, I had, I have, I have come out and play on cassette, and you get an extra track on cassette. It's called "The King of Fools." I have it right here in my hand. Fuck <laughs> That's yeah. awesome! I, I, I had that same thing. Yes, it's called "The King of Fools." Is the song? It's on cassette. <laughs> Great song. Yes. Now look, my favorite track on that song or on on that album is "I Believe in You." Yeah, it's a great song. I think that's up there with the price. I think it's amazing. It's D. Speaking about, dude, this is not what I expected. Best song on the record. Fuck all that heavy stuff. Fuck all the campy stuff. Because I'm also admittedly a fan of Be Cool to Your School and uh. Come Out and Play. You know. But D. If the price is him bitching about what he had to go through mm-hmm. to make it big, I believe in you is motherfuckers just tell me I'm great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very cocky, D. Snyder, <laughs> which is everything we love. Now, here's but what I have to know. Mm-hmm. What's the worst track on the album? Anybody could take it. Looking out for number one. I love that song. <laughs> Number one, I'm looking alpha. Holy shit. Worst track. Mike, sir. Worst you track. You hope my answer. I already fucking told you the worst wow. track. <laughs> I told you. You got mad at me, so yeah. <laughs> sir, same answer? Yeah, um, like, seriously, on that album, I don't understand why they put Leader of the Pack on it. Even though the song doesn't piss me off as it does most Twisted Sister fans. Um, <coughs> but they did it live all the time. Yeah, well, I never saw it live, so I don't fucking know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, and, 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 and that's, that's the thing. Like, I Look, I'm clapping for you, Sarah, I get you. Yeah, you know, because, uh, but Sarah's got a, a valid point there, dude. I didn't know any of that. 1985, Mike Tyler, Metal Mike, who wasn't Metal Mike, he was just a fucking humble fan, still am. I didn't know any of that, man. And I still think that this hurt the band. Like, you, you look, we, I, I love Twisted Sister. I have all the respect for him in the world. But this, for whatever reason, and we talked about this all right, off so earlier, but here, she, here's the score for me. 1985, I was 11 years old, I and I was used to the first three albums. Now this album comes out, and it's got a fucking song that my grandma listens to on it. Yes. And I'm like, <laughs> and it's not even a song my grandma likes. 
And it's like way better. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I'm sorry, D. I love you, D. I love you more than words can say. But I understand why most fans were a little pissed off that you guys put that track on the album. At, oh. at, the, at the same time, though, I do think this did, in a way, it killed him. I think that Twisted Sister could have come back from this. Like, there's a lot of bands that sometimes make missteps or do things that, that their fan base is like, whoa, what the fuck, you know? But the, they're able to follow it up with another killer album, or maybe it's a couple of albums later and they come, they make a huge comeback. Right. Uh, I think, and, and for reasons why, when we talk about the other album, I, I think... Well, we all know what happened. It wasn't just the fact that this there was backlash on this album. There was at this point in time, I know they were fighting all the fucking time. And also, D said he struggled writing for this record because he said, "Man, the first three records, I'm this fucking angry, pissed off dude, and it's a lot easier to fucking write music, metal when you're music, depressing music when you're hungry and you're pissed and you're fucking, you know. But once you're fucking <laughs> sitting in your fucking mansion and you're in the middle of your pool and you're trying to read fu- write fucking lyrics and life's good and 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 you gotta understand something he wrote all the songs so he's getting the majority of the royalties and stuff too you know like i'm not saying that the, that the band didn't get performance royalties they did too but d's making more money which i'm sure caused more resentment but hey he wrote the fucking songs <coughs> hey mom uh, you Mike, sorry to cut you off. I was oh. I, I was I was I was reading something that D. Snyder just won some uh, like two and a half million dollar royalty law. Yeah, he was in. Was yeah, down in Australia. Yeah, two point three million dollar lawsuit. Or? Yeah, we try not to be political on here, but a uh, conservative-minded Australian was using. Twisted Sister music. Yeah, yeah, I read that. You know? When he walked on the stage, and they sued, and well, that's how it goes. Should have asked D fucking permission to I use his fucking song. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Killing fucking fuck? music, you know. That's what's killing music, you know. Yeah. Oh, true These story. Deserve they deserve that and streaming their money, you know. They des- you know. That's well, their fucking job. That's why it makes me so proud that that metal station is a fully licensed station, and we pay fucking royalties. You got damn right. That's right. We do it. We do everything above the board. That's Here. fucking right. Hell yeah! Even Tiffany gets money from me. <laughs> I know. Hey, Bushy. <laughs> Every once in a while, Abba gets money from me. <laughs> That's hot. It's just I because I got to play him for Olaf, you know? <laughs> and Belinda Carlisle, don't forget for me. Yeah, <laughs> Belinda Carlisle gets money because Jimmy needs to hear her. Hey, I played Abba a couple times when I did my tribute to my mom. I played that I Have a Dream song for her. So, And I think I played Abba for you, Sarah, once or twice. So, Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, Hey, I love Abba. So, hey, man, maybe I should like this fucking come out and or a leader of the pack shit, but I just... <laughs> yes, I, uh, you fucking should. Shut well, up. Whatever. Let's not take a chance on me, damn it. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it ain't money, no, it's money, not, money. I, you know, it, it maybe, 
maybe maybe part of the problem is is I'm not a huge fan of the original song either. I you think know? that's my problem with the song. I'm not I'm a just, fan of the know, original song. Just like with Kiss and then she kissed me. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I read later that Ace Frehley had offered Rocket Ride up. I'm like, wait a minute, you could have had a second Ace Frehley rock track and Rocket Ride rules. And you mm. fucking pick Then She Kissed Me over that shit? I know, I know. I know. Come on now, come on. Come on. Well, well, we all seen. know that I am an SMF. I am not part of the KISS army in any I way, understand. shape. I understand, I <laughs> understand. But I'm just thinking that yeah, Look, I am a comparison there, though. There is a valid comparison. Both bands came from New York. J.J. Yep. French actually fucking auditioned for KISS. True That's story. Right. So there is some, you know, uh, I love both bands, but to me they are different. And but that is a similarity. They both did covers of tunes that I fucking don't like. So I'm not gonna like, you know, unless you take that and make it your own completely, then maybe. But I don't know. I call yeah. Oh, oh, I love love both covers. (laughs) And hey, more power to you. You're in great company. There's a lot of other people I know that love both covers. Rock out your cock out, Bush. Hell yeah. <laughs> Just for I surely me. will. Bushy, what did you want to say to me? I forget. Uh, were you going to bust my chops about Duckett's fucking with me about Kiss? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Although that is hilarious. <laughs> And for those of you that don't know, because you don't have enough sense to tune into that metal station when fucking Sarah's on, because she is the queen of the underground. She rules. She was playing a block for Kevin Warhaft, the man, the myth, the legend. For his birthday. For his birthday. (laughs) And she was playing a Kiss track. I wasn't even there. I don't even know. But apparently, Duckett's, who is our other station owner... Who says, we've had on the show before. Yeah, yeah, Duckus, debauchery Duckus is like, hey, is everything okay? Because <laughs> you don't play this shit. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He had to yeah. check on her to make sure everything was okay. He's you like, what the right fuck's happening? There? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Why? What's up? He's like, well, I was just kind of wondering if maybe, you know, your stream got disrupted and you got knocked off air or something. I'm like, no, I'm good, babe. Why? And he's like, well, because it's Kiss. <laughs> and I says to him, I'm doing a block of music for Kevin for his birthday. I promised him I would play him some music. So he got a Kiss track. I never, ever play Kiss. I don't really care for Kiss. So I played for him, like, Love Gun. And then I played for him some, except some Ozzy and, of course, some Twisted Sister. And I did play SMF. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. It's probably the best block you ever played. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Duckets is like, all right, now I know you're on because Twisted Sister's playing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I love Sarah. That's so funny. I mean... No, it's hard for it's hard for Sarah to play another band. Like I know that she hates like ACDC uh, <laughs> you know? uh, and uh, ACDC, and don't play Rush. It's <laughs> another band. Uh, uh, I can't Kappa. stand Getty's voice, man. Oh my god! And I'm, I'm going to clarify Potter, things Sarah, for people. I love you. 
fuck that guy. I'm going to clarify things for people who don't know me, and the reason why I don't like ACDC is because I bartended for many, many, many years, and in the jukebox was the uh, album that has You Shook Me All Night Long in it. Back in Black. And I'm here to tell you, I probably heard You Shook Me All Night Long easily four or five times a night for about four or five years. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, no, 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 you shook me all night long. I will punch you in the face. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> well, in have the five been- years I've been doing this, uh, and, and by doing this, I mean uh, DJing for a radio station, you shook me all night long has never been on my playlist. Well, that's a good goddamn thing. <laughs> never. Yeah. In fact, I don't really play a whole lot of uh, Brian Johnson era ACDC. Uh, Jimmy will tell you it's almost always Bon Scott era because Brian just, uh, Brian Davis plays a lot of. Uh, he plays both. Uh, he plays both. He does. He always does an, a segment of ACDC during his. Well, I, I go on Brian's show. I know it's on eleven o'clock at night. It's late and all, but you know. He but waits on, till midnight just in case I'm still and, awake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he does a he does like a uh, ACDC. He's been playing like I love ACDC. I'm sorry. Uh, no, you don't have to apologize, dude. Uh, like, I've met like. I've met them. I've hung out with them. You know, I mean, uh, my whole like the first time I saw ACDC was with Rainbow. And, oh uh, wow. Richie, Rich, the Rainbow, the uh, so ACDC was the opening band, and we were like hardcore ACDC. Like I think two thirds of my high school went with me to that concert, and ACDC is ripping it up. Angus is the Bon Scotts carrying Angus around the around the theater and stuff like that. ACDC stop. They're screaming for more. They come out. They play more. This is the Powerage tour. Now Rainbow comes out. Rainbow plays Kill the King, Stargazer. The Rainbow doesn't light up. They had a giant Rainbow that was like the the big stage thing. The Rainbow didn't light up. Blackmore's guitar wasn't working. He storms off fucking stage. They don't come back. The fucking people are now ripping the fucking seats up, screaming, you know? Wow. Blackboard just has a fucking sissy fit and walks off the fucking stage. He he was known to do that from what I understand. And, and, And Jimmy, it's stories like that. It's why I want you to come back on this show and we're going to do just a Jimmy Neff centric episode where you're going to tell us all these cool stories and all these cool bands that you've seen live. Or like so, when I met when I met Neil oh, Young, <laughs> even Neil Young. I like Neil Young. Fuck Bill and Bushy. Yeah, I I don't fuck Neil Young. I fuck Metal Mike. But we have to. Oh. <laughs> we have to move on to 1987. Love is for suckers. The 1987, oh, Kiss Crazy Nights, which is a great fucking album. Fuck you, Metal Mike. Why are we talking about Kiss? This is about Twisted Sister. I'm not part of the Kiss Army, motherfucker. (laughs) Because we're talking about 1987. We had White Snake with the White Snake album. We had Kiss with Crazy Nights. And we also had Twisted Sister, Love is for Suckers. I went. I went to the. I went to the Crazy Nights tour at the Ritz in New York City with no air conditioning. You know. Uh, yeah. But look, it was a good show. Drums. It was a great show. First time. See, Eric there you go. You know? 
Well, I've seen Kiss. August will be my 31st Kiss show, you know. So Holy fuck. I can't wait. I, you know? I want to fuck this guy. Is that weird? <laughs> I kind of want to fuck this guy. He's, been, he, he's be, been to a lot of shows. I'm going I'm <laughs> out in Connecticut to see them in uh, the arena is called the uh, Xfinity Center. It's a really nice place. It's, it's pretty newish. It's only been around for like two or three years, you know. Like, we're, we're, can't wait, you know. My favorite uh, Jimmy story is about a uh, Blondie concert, though. Blondie? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love oh, that story. Oh, boy. I went, to, I went to Blondie, and I didn't have tickets, right? And I was standing outside at a concert, and there was a guy. I was like second and third person online to go into the, the Blondie concert in Central Park. And I didn't have a ticket. And my brother got a ticket and my two cousins got a ticket, but I didn't get one because they ran out of tickets. Okay. It's like, oh, this fucking sucks. Now I'm going to have to fucking sit outside, you know? Guy, guy in the wheelchair goes up to me. Hey, dude, you want to get in? I was like, fucking hell yeah. I, I thought I was getting in. He says, well, push me in. So the gate opens. I push the guy in with the wheelchair. I get in for free. We see blood. Fucking yes. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and I even left the guy. I left the guy in the wheelchair and I went back and hung out with my friends. You know? Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, that, that was a great, that was a great, that was a fucking great concert. It was uh, uh, Rock Pile open for them. Nick Lowe, Rock Pile. It was a great, great band, you know? Standing there drinking wheelchair dudes' beers out of his cooler that he fucking brought in on a wheelchair. <laughs> Fuck that guy. I pushed you in. Yeah. I pushed him in. I'm like, me and him are the first two in the concert. And it's, and it's general admission, by the way. So wow. You just go for the whatever this. Like in the, Hell yeah. Well, Rush to the front. Man, dude, I push him up. This area good, this area good. Boy, I put him at dead center. This is great. Thanks a lot, buddy. And I, I leave and hang out with my friends. And yeah, <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> thanks, wheelchair guy. Thank, 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 thanks, uh, thanks, handicap accessible guy. <laughs> thanks, thanks for getting you me know, through the and, fucking I mean, door. I mean, and, and and back then. Back then, it wasn't handicap accessible shit, you know, like it is now today. You know, it's crazy. I I love this guy's accent. I like totally want to fuck this guy. This guy is so great, Jimmy. <laughs> wow. All righty then. Nineteen eighty-seven. Love is for suckers. They got a song on this album, Bushy. It's dedicated to you. It's it's called Quit Me in a Homo. <laughs> <laughs> Edit that out. <laughs> no, I'm going to keep it in. I'll tell you why. It's 2021. We can gay if we want to. <laughs> 1987, Love is for Suckers. Or, I'm, I'm sorry, if you're talking about those New York guys, it's Love is for Suckers. <laughs> That, I love that fucking New York accent. I love that shit so much. Because Sarah, she's New York, but she's Canada. Yep. I sound like a Canadian. No, I'm she's, sorry. What are you? Uh, Can-American? Is that what uh, I'm a Can-American. You're ah. I'm a Can-American. Ah. <laughs> I grew up what? in Canada a little bit when I was a kid. I went to school in Canada. I lived between both countries. I have family in both countries. Right on. Nice. Hot. So. Nice. Hot America. All right, man. That's awesome. Well, let's talk about Love is for Suckers. 
because right. a lot of Twisted Sister fans hate this fucking record. And it was supposed to be a D. Snyder solo album because his balls got so big, his ego got so big, he was going to do his own thing. But he was obligated. So what I want to know from you guys is, fuck best song, worst song. We'll get into that in a minute. Overall impression of this record, Jimmy, dude, you grew up with fucking Twisted. You were in the clubs. You were in the grime. You you were you were there in Long Island when they were playing. <laughs> we would say Short Island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. Well, what were your thoughts I, on this, this record this when album, it dropped? This album was bizarre. I wasn't I wasn't crazy with this record at all. Hot Love, it's a good song. Tonight I like Me and the Boys. Eh. See, I mean, me and the Boys, a, you're like talk to me, but like Hot Love and Tonight are the ones you're be like, eh, who, I, who cares I, about those songs? Hot, I like Hot I like I like Hot Love. The, I like Hot Love because it's 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 poppy, but it's good. But I don't know. It's just it's just there's nothing like very metal on this album, you know. You know, there, there's not a lot of metal other yeah, than the like, opening track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, Bush. Like I'm like you're saying, it's you know, it's not. I don't know. They like like you said, Mike said, Sarah said. This album looks like they were going through hard times, you know. This looks like hard times they were having, you know. Nothing, nothing fits, you know. I hated this album. I like this song. Uh, it, it just doesn't. I, I, I don't like that. Wake, wake, wake. The, what's the first song? Wake up. Wake the up, the sleeping, sleeping giant. Oh, amazing. You know, I mean, it's, it's. I don't know. It's just, a, it's just a weird album. And, and then after that, it's. There's no more albums after that. You know. This is the this is the last hurrah. You know what I mean? Oh, it's totally not. But we'll get to that in a minute, Sarah. What? Why do you hate this album so much? Um, because like there's really only one song on it that has a real Twisted Sister feel, and that's actually the title track. The rest of it just is like, yeah, I don't even remember one single fucking. Oh my other god! Song. Thank you so much, because nobody ever talks about "Love Is for Suckers," and that's such a great fucking song. I don't even remember one other song from this album. Like, it's been a long, long time since I've listened to this particular album to be honest. But I'm looking at the track list right now because, you know, obviously I have all the albums. And sure. um, the only song that I even remember from this album is Love is for Suckers. So if that says anything at all about how I feel about this album, there you go. Damn, that's, that's fucking insane. Metal Mike, what do you think? Before I get into that, I'm going to quote an interview that D did in 2009 with the Ruben Muscata or Mosquita. Sorry if I'm fucking your name up, brother. But yeah, his fuck thoughts, that guy. Who cares? D, D's thoughts on this album. There's some gr 
there's some great stuff on there, man. But the thing is, this was supposed to be my first solo album. The thing was, the record company and management pressured me into making it a Twisted Sister record. There's some stuff that was in the Twisted Sister vein, but it was supposed to be a solo record. That album was meant to give the band the break that I felt we needed. I felt that by releasing a solo album, I could put that out there get it out of my fucking system, and then after a short break, we could regroup and work on a new album. The recording, the promotion, and touring of Love is for Suckers went on to kill the band. Management and the record company in their infinite fucking wisdom knows best. Oh, let's put five guys who can't fucking stand each other at the moment in a studio for three fucking months. Bam. And to me, it reflects this record. Um, there is two songs on here that I actually like. I actually do like the opening track, Wake Up the Sleeping Giant. Now, I'm not saying it's really a Twisted Sister song. Again, I think if this were a D. Snyder solo album, I'd probably like it more. But like Sarah said, to me, it's like they put Twisted Sister on there. They had the band play on it, but it just doesn't feel like Twisted Sister. And I'm sorry, but not having A.J. Perro there, that guy was a phenomenal drummer, and it shows. But yeah, the only song that's a, t a sister song on there is "Love Is for Suckers." The I, rest I like, of it is not. Right, I like "Wake Up the Sleeping Giant" because it's a pretty heavy track. It starts off kind of um, dark, and I like it. And then "Love Is for Suckers," man, the title track. Other than that, this album's not that memorable to me. I, no. I don't. And 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 it it, it saddens me because it's like. A band that I love, they didn't end with a bang. They ended with a fucking whimper, as far as I'm concerned. And it, it it's hard. Yeah, it was kind of like the firework that didn't go off. Right. Oh. It, you know, or, or being the, the, the a porno guy or guy in the porn business with the biggest dick, but you can't get it up. You just get this bad case of impotency all of a sudden. That's oh. what this record felt like to me. It was like, and, 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 and I love, I love oh. Twisted Sister. It pains me to say that. I love I'm this glad band. you guys can't see my face. I'm like fucking vibrant oh, red my right now. Oh, God. I can't believe that Mike went there. Yes, Big Daddy went there, ladies and gentlemen. Do you guys know in in, 19, in 1999, that album was reissued with four bonus tracks on yes, it? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And but I got to be honest with you, I, it was done I by got a 2010 reissue of it yeah. as well, and it's got 14 tracks on it instead yeah, of uh, the one in the 80s that only has 10. Yeah, yeah. this my, my question. Uh, you guys, are you familiar with any of those songs? I've never heard them. No, I'd, I've never heard. Uh, what was the song? I, I think it was called I Will Win was the name of a song. Yeah, there's yep, uh, that's yeah. the track. 14 on the uh, 2010 reissue. It's I Will Win. They also have uh, If That's What You Want as an extra track. Statutory Date was an extra track. And uh, Feel Appeal. Feel Appeal. Alright, so Bushy, are you familiar with any of those songs? Uh, I'm, I'm definitely familiar with all of them. Okay. And I'm about to fuck you guys up. <laughs> because I think this is one of the best Twisted Sister albums of all. <laughs> I, dude, I thoroughly enjoy this record. It's everything that I love about 80s hair and glam. Dude. Wow. <laughs> dude, dude, wow, shut up. Wake up the sleeping fucking giant. Hot love. <laughs> love is for suckers. 
you know, I'm so hot for you tonight. And then, oh, me. probably my second favorite Twisted Sister song of all time, Me and the Boys. Then one bad habit. I got one bad habit. I like to rock and roll. Dude, this fucking album is amazing. Man, you're Fuck giving Kevin you Warhaft to run for his money with your vocal <laughs> stylings tonight, Bushy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, just saying, it's it's, it's I mean, fucking amazing. I enjoyed the shit out of it. I think it's great. If I was to pick a least favorite track, it would probably be Hot Love, which I know, you know, it's a single, but... Uh, what about I Want This Night to Last Forever? <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Now, we think we're done with the Twisted Sister discography, but we're not. We're not. Nope, they got big hits and nasty cuts, and then they got their live at Hammersmith Club days, Never Say Never, Still Hungry, Twisted Christmas. Well, that's what I want to talk about, Let's talk about Christmas. That's what I want to talk about is the Twisted Christmas album. Okay. Oh, my God. Fucking amazing. And Dee said it best. He said, every time you hear a metal band doing a Christmas album, they're doing, they're doing, they're staying within that, Christmas sound and Twisted Sister are like, no, you know what? Fuck that. We're going to go metal. Oops, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is Metal Mike even still here? Yep. I thought I fired that guy. He's here. <laughs> I just I just accidentally played a track off this album. I, I didn't mean to. I was just, I clicked on it and it started playing. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> it's a great album. <laughs> Okay. One, of, so, one of the greatest holiday albums ever made. Twisted. Oh, Jimmy, you. Oh. And I have both pressings. I have the German pressing and the pressing from the United States. Oh, my God. So so we're going. Uh, wait, do that. Do that. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm here alone. My daughter's not around. Do that noise again. <laughs> uh, that's hot. It was pretty high. Sorry, I have to sorry Lions. I think I can take you. <laughs> I don't know Bushy Lions is a fucking beast, dude. I seen him punch a dude in the head and he fell on the floor and shook. Lions doesn't fight. It takes it was, a lot for him to get pissed off. I'm here to tell you. A, it was a joke because I totally respect you, but that was <laughs> that was totally fucking hot. <laughs> I, I gotta concur with Bushy on that one, man. I, it was pretty awesome. It's Twisted Christmas. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Have yourself a twisted little Christmas. Right, well, Lita Ford, come on. Jimmy. Yeah. You've been a long time Twisted Sister fan. What, I, what, what's I see, your take I, on this? I loved it. I seen, I seen three performances. Of that show. Can I, you hear me clapping? I, I, I'm a clap loud as fuck. I took my I, I took my my girlfriend's birthday is is near 
is like on December 17th. So I always take her out for her birthday. Oh, no, no, no. Get get a different girlfriend. I know. Get like a June girlfriend. <laughs> but before before her birthday. So so I'm saying I'm telling her, yeah, we're going we're going to this show. And uh, it, it's a holiday show. It's really cool. Oh, what? And she's like, oh, wow, we're going to Radio City Musical. I said, no, we ain't going there. Oh, Lincoln Center. No, we ain't going there. And so, and she says, "Where are we going?" I said, "Oh, we're going, we're going to the, we're going to the, uh, to the, to the Nokia Theater to see Twisted Sister." Twisted Sister, what are you kidding? Yeah, they're doing their holiday show, you know. And my girlfriend fucking loved it after we saw it. I mean, D D came out of Santa Claus at the end of candy canes in the crowd. It was fucking crazy, you know. And they did Twisted Sister songs on top of that. Right. You know, it was amazing. And I went, and then, so I went in the, the first year of that. The first year I was, uh, Twisted Sister, Twisted Christmas was 06. And then, then I saw them in, oh, the last time I saw Twisted Sister Christmas was 2011, you know, and then, you know, they stopped doing it. After 2011, there were no more of the the Christmas shows like that. But that was like a staple. I used to go to them every year, you know. Oh wow! Phenomenal, phenomenal shows, you know. And they 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 had they had it was pretty cool. They had like uh, they had, they had opening bands, you know, unheard of like opening bands. They had sure uh, once they had once they had a they had like a comedian warmed up the crowd stuff like that but it was really really great you know and yeah and they, they were all uh, oh god d d they pushed d out in, in a giant sled oh it was so funny you know? i mean he was dressed yes. in santa claus you know it's fucking nuts yeah, I, love, I love fucking it. amazing i love it you know a mic Okay, I gotta be, I have to have a confession, folks. I love Twisted Sister, but I had never really sat down and listened to this whole record until just recently. Okay. Uh, not that I have anything against Christmas albums or anything, but yeah. I, I gotta be honest, I thought, well, it's probably just like, just what Bushy pointed out. Well, you know, most people, when they do a Christmas album, they still kind of stay within the parameters of the traditional song. Yeah. This is what I'm gonna say about this record. I love the fact that D and the boys put their spin on a lot of these Christmas carols. Like, I love Heavy Metal Christmas, which is based on the 12 Days of Christmas. I love the fact that they altered the lyrics to fit metal. I, I think that's really, really cool. I If they had done that with, oh, I don't know, Leader of the Pack, I'd probably like that a lot fucking more if they'd have made that song Shut up, fag! Like they did here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the fag. That's rich. Wow. So like, you know, like we are the hat dick. Fuck you. You're I, fired. I, the, I like the fact that wow. they like had Doro on this album. They had yeah. Vita on this album. Yeah. yeah, a lot of different special guests, and I think it's pretty cool, man. Like I'm not a guy. I mean, not that I have anything against. Right, Christmas you're not Carol. a guy. You said that right. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. All right. I can't wait to edit this shit. Uh, you're not a guy because you don't like leader of the pack. I'm taking my points and going home. Wham. 
Call 1-800-B-O-O, or call 1-800-WAM-BUSHY, B-O-O-H-O-O, get a dispatcher to send out a ambulance, and if that don't work, just walk on to www.winebag.com. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, my Lord. Damn. Yes, I said my Lord's name in vain. I could give a shit less. Anyway, this, folks. This is one of my favorite episodes ever. Oh, this is great. It's <laughs> fucking great. It's gold. No, I, I really do, though. I like how they changed a lot of the lyrics, how they had guests. and They made those songs their own. I'm a big believer a lot of times when anybody does a cover, you got to put your stamp on it. Um, a good, perfect example of that. The song Black Sabbath by Black Sabbath. Typo Negative took that song oh, and yeah. totally made it theirs i okay. love that it's just like that with movies if i see a movie if somebody's gonna do a remake i want that fucking filmmaker to put his stamp on that film i said bushy's the cheesiest fucking song that an invasion band covered and he played it and drove nevea nuts for like five fucking days fuck yes <laughs> fuck yes that's because awesome. it was amazing <laughs> Amazing! What what the fuck? It you was know what? Uh, all ends apologize, but it was that stupid Timberlake cover, right? Like Timberlake right. did it first. Whoever the hell yeah. that is. But watch this, <laughs> watch this, because I want to put that stupid thing in this podcast right now. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. <laughs> I will reserve judgment until too I... Too late to apologize. Too it's late. too late. Dude, that fucking cover is amazing. Yikes. Um, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping it's better than the original, because that's just... Uh, oh, I, it, I, it kicks ass. As soon as I heard it... it but, but, but again, that's what I'm saying. If you take something and you make it your own... I, I, I appreciate it a whole, whole lot more, you know, and that's what I think D did with this. I mean, he took these, like I said, the 12 days of Christmas, heavy metal Christmas. I love that, man. I think that's a really, really cool touch. I love the I'll be home for Christmas with Lita. It's yeah. uh, it was really cool. It was cool. It was different. You know what I mean? And I got to respect that. And um, yeah, like I said earlier, I love this band. Um they're a band that, and I, and I think maybe we ought to just give our final thoughts of uh, of Twisted Sister. And, and well, from... no, because nobody else has talked about it, but you and Jimmy slow the fuck down. Oh, dude! <laughs> I was just going to say, Bushy. <laughs> Jeez, man! All right, just like the Rock and Metal Combat podcast, we're gonna break it up, bitch. Show. <laughs> Um, no, what I was going to say, though, is what are your final thoughts as far as the band, their um, place in hard rock, heavy metal history? Um, do you feel they're overrated, underrated? No, or I think they deserved way more credit than they ever got back in the day. I think that they should have like been way bigger than they ever were. It makes me kind of sad that they had all kinds of static in the background that made shit hard for them to progress on as a band together. Um, I think that they had a lot of really, really great energy and power to begin with, but then, you oh, know, fucking shit sucked the man ever. Shit sucked the air out of the fucking sails, you know, uh, and they just couldn't get it back together, you know. You know, Sarah, I couldn't put it better myself. Uh, bushy. Oh, oh thank God, because I'm like coming through my fucking computer screen right now. <laughs> Twice's sister did not take this 
wind out of the sails of Twisted Sister, the fucking record company. That's what did. I'm saying. They got the because, wind knocked out of their sails, dude. Yeah, they wanted they they, and and admittedly, I love Love Is for Suckers. That's where quote unquote metal was going at the time. That that's what was going on at the time. They're an amazing band, and I'm so pissed off that Metal Mike wouldn't let me talk about the fucking Christmas album. <laughs> we'll talk about the Christmas well, album. Dude, you can talk about the Christmas album, bro. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to catch you off. You know what? We'll just do a little... All right, Christmas album. And Bushy's heavy Bushy. metal podcast, Metal Mike gave to him five minutes to talk about the album. <laughs> Go, dude. Christmas girl, so lucky. I love her. Are you kidding me? This fucking Twisted Sister, fucking oh, Twisted Christmas, it's fucking amazing. You take out "Oh Come All You Faithful," which I get. You know, the whole "We're not gonna take a thing." That's "Oh Come All You Faithful." Fuck that. Made a Christmas album. Metal. I've only heard one other artist do it. And that was fucking Rob goddamn Halford with Winter Songs. And he wouldn't even call it a Christmas album because he's being a pussy. Yeah, I'm sorry, Rob. I said it. You called it Winter Songs instead of a Christmas album. Mm-hmm. Twisted Sister called it a Twisted Christmas. Yes. Amazing. Amazing fucking album. Now, talking about Twisted Sister... Yeah, they didn't get their comeuppance. They didn't get their due, man. These guys sludged it out in the streets, man. They were down there in the gutter. They were, I mean, back then they were making pretty good money, so it's hard to feel bad for them. But they were working hard, hard to get a record deal. And then MTV fucking killed them. MTV killed them. Not Twisted Sister. MTV killed fucking Twisted Sister. Jimmy, you were there. Tell me I'm wrong. No, you're not wrong. I feel T- Twisted Sister, I mean, they should have blew up bigger. I'm, I'm sorry. I, 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 Holler. I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe uh, but, you know, maybe they put too much into the videos, but didn't. Well, that was fucking big, but when that they was, broke oh, big. But, that was the, but that's when they broke big. True. That's right. I the, the infighting, real like like I said, the infighting hurt them a lot, and and it took them so damn long to get a record contract. You know, they like I said, what band does Twisted Sister remind me of? They remind me of Metallica. I saw Metallica on the Ride the Lightning tour. The album was just coming out with another band called Anthrax. Okay, nice. Anthrax, New York band. Anthrax, Anthrax. My my friend my friend Ricky who I went to school with, his sister was going out with Charlie Benetti, the drummer. Oh, I used to, I used to go I used to go to my friend Ricky's house, and Anthrax would be practicing in their in my friend's basement of his house. I I, I saw the original Anthrax with the that's fucking insane. Alaska is the original singer. Danny, no, oh, Danny Lasker is the original bass player. I saw the original lineup. This Danny not with, Linker, right? Or Linker. Linker. Yeah. Yeah, from saw, uh, Nuclear Assault. Yeah. Yeah, I saw the original lineup play with with Metallica. 
And that's how Metallica got big. Metallica had Kill 'em All Out. Uh, and then Megaforce Records, you know? You know God bless Megaforce, by yeah, the way. Yeah, damn right. Damn right. God bless Combat, too. That, Fuck yeah. Yeah, that's Duckett's label, Combat. God bless Metal, Bla- Metal Blade. Metal, Metal Blade, Blade as well, man. Metal Blade, them record labels. Those labels made made these groups, you know? We don't have that anymore, you know? We don't have Not that really. anymore. We don't have that in heavy metal anymore. Everything is streamed or it's... The, the, the concerts cost a fortune. Uh, you know, there is one thing I think that does help, though, um, and I know you're a big supporter of it, too, Jimmy, and that's Bandcamp. I think Bandcamp. Oh, yes. oh, yeah. Hey, dude, they support they support my boy Ola. I mean, Musical Massacre, they support. Oh, Musical Massacre. Yeah. I don't even like death metal, but I love that band. Yeah, I love that band. He's a great guy, Ola. He's Forget my him. best friend. I love him so Sarah's much. Sarah's best friend. I met him. He's a great guy. And, Olaf rules, man. Good and, dude. And I want to give out a, I want to give out a shout out to a, another great band, Grave Huffer. Yeah, I know. I'm familiar with him. Richie's a real sweet guy. Richie is awesome. I swear to God, you the the records that he has out, but the, this last record is is unreal. I I, I I wish you guys would play this. The the, the song Ghost Hands is awesome, and well, I mean, I'll have to check it out, man. This album is unreal, and you know he's a he's a really great guy. You know he's such and, a sweetheart. And I want to go out. I want to go out. You know, hopefully one day I'll go out to where's you live in Illinois or something and go out and see the guy's band jam, you know, because that's killing that's killing the bands. It's the shit and pandemics killing the bands. Yeah. Uh, the venues are opening up very slow here in New York City. Very slow. Yeah, dude, New York's in a whole different pandemic than we're, we are down here. Yeah, We're coming out of it, you know, but. You have to be vaccinated or you can't go into the concert. Right. You know, because, well, I can see that because I don't, I, I could, I don't want to, you know, you don't want to see the, well, God forbid somebody gets sick, you know, who are they going to sue? They're going to sue the person who owns the club and they don't want to lose their club anymore. They lost enough business as it is, you know, it's going to take, you know, like, like where, where I am in, like, I live in New York, Manhattan, the Bronx, like, I mean, it's it's two point four billion dollars to open Broadway, right? You know, and we need Broadway open, you know, because when Broadway opens, then the small clubs can open up, you know, because God, you've got the, the ticket prices in New York City are fucking insane. Yeah, they're all I'm, they're all this world. I'm not paying, like I said, like I told, like I told Dale, I ain't paying one hundred and thirty eight dollars to pay for fucking. Uh, for Phil Collins' divorce, you know? <laughs> way up the fucking top deck. You know? <laughs> you know? I mean, it's... I gotta it's, say... The music... The, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm surprised like a lot of these bands aren't like cutting it down, giving us a break, but I don't think they're gonna give us a break. They, they've lost a lot of money, and they're trying to recoup. Well, I think the venues yeah. are the ones it's not that the bands, are. Yeah. yeah, I think it's the venues because they've lost so much revenue over the past year and a half or whatever. So they're gonna try and fucking make up for it by raping you fuckers for a ticket. True story. I mean, I hope not. You know, my my uh, my 
like my uh, my brother's friend Nancy and her husband, they run a club. It's called the Manhattan. Uh, it's called the uh, the Gramercy Theater. It's a really nice place, you know. Uh, your uh, your boys played there on Thanksgiving weekend before the pandemic hit. Uh, that that what's that that pop band? That 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 metal band that does all the the, the crazy ones. It, they're like a joke band. They always talk about getting laid and shit. Uh, like. Psycho Sick. Oh, Steel uh, Panther. Steel Panther. Steel Panther. Yeah, Steel Panther played. Steel Panther. Love that band. Steel Panther. That that that's that's Sarah knows. That's three blocks from my friend's bar. It's the yep. Grammy Theater. My friend owns a bar in Midtown Manhattan, and that's a good. And that, and that place has been really picking up with metal bands. And then the pandemic hit, and it's like there's fucking nothing plays there. You know. You know, yeah, that's like I, we, I'm, going, we, I'm, go, I'm going to the Beacon Theater. Hey, but now the concert is in September. You know, I was supposed to go to a concert last Friday or last Saturday. I was supposed to go see Peter Wolf of the Jay Giles Band. You know, oh, let me call the theater to make sure the concerts are no, no sorry. Oh, now they just canceled. It's like this. Oh, fucking great. You know. It's like, yeah, and it's like they're holding all you guys' money yeah, hostage, waiting money for. Okay, this you know, is it's like just give me my money back, man. What the fuck? Yeah. I'll just buy a ticket later. Yeah, so this is the third fucking time you cancel. Give me my money back. <laughs> no, he look. Out of all that, this is what I got. This is the third fucking time. <laughs> I love this guy's accent. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's the third fucking time. I love that fucking New York accent. I have had a great time hanging out with you, Sarah, and you, Jimmy. Thank you. And, of course, my brother, Metal Mike. Yes. And now, we do something here at the plug podcast where we ask you to promote something. So if you have anything to promote metal, Mike, are you ready or should I just move on to the guests? Move on to the guests. Okay. All right. Sarah. Go over to that metal station right now. Hitch that merch tab at the top of the site and buy yourself something nice. We don't ask for donations at that metal But however, if you do buy merchandise from us, all you are doing is ensuring the fact that we're able to remain right there, bringing you the very best in rock and metal. Get yourself an invasion something today. That's right. Nice. There you go. That, that was great, but I play rap. I don't care what you play. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say buy a big bushy tapestry. Like I, I, I no. know. What I will, the hell? <laughs> like I, I will promote. I will promote. Of course, the musical mask. Uh, go, they, their catalog is on Facebook. They're, oh, they're going to be releasing a be, vinyl album here pretty soon of their brand new and human album. So you guys can pick that up on vinyl if you want to. Go out, buy oh, all yeah, the. I don't even like Death Metal. I love that record. Go out, buy C. But another, another buy every. I have, I have every one of them is, is Grave Huffer. Go out and buy their mu their music is 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 never a bad. It just gets more and more amazing, you know. And I and I love a band. I love this band, Spirit Adrift. I would love to see them. And oh, the they're Burning, good too. And 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 of course the Burning Witches. That would be my fucking dream. You know, my that's my 
after pandemic dream is to see the burning witches play live in new york city you know nice nice metal mike anything um well first and foremost the fucking station what sarah said that metalstation.com pick up some merch it helps support the station and not only that just check out all of our wonderful djs all our great shows we've even got more new djs joining pretty soon I've, we got a new DJ coming on who's going to fit in with the gap between Walt's show and my show. So we're literally going to have a live DJ from when Sarah goes on at 10 a.m. And then Walt follows her. Then it's going to be this new DJ. Then me. Then uh, Jai, the Aussie metal guy, with the late shift. So that's, I just got to put this out there. I am not a fucking DJ. Um, DJ, well, yeah, uh, radio personality, internet uh, radio personality. Anyways, the point I'm trying to make: we have internet radio personalities or DJs or whatever you want to call us. And I mean, you're right in a way. We don't. It's not like we really play disc. So you know, the whole term disc jockey, but I use it as a ter- to me, it's a title. It's like doctor. It's like DJ Metal Mike. Now I'm kind of like Madonna, or I'm kind of like Cher. And that I, and, I, and that I works. I just need one name. <laughs> and that works, man. That totally, totally works. Like for for me, um, yeah, I just kind of look at it as like because there's let's be honest, there's other dudes named Metal Mike. I want to differentiate myself, so I'm like, well, fuck it, man. It says DJ Metal Mike in the fucking chat room. That's who I'll be, and that's what I am, man. But yeah, radio personality, you know, that's and right. what personality it is. <laughs> but well, uh, that's that. That's all fair. I have to promote fucking rock and pod. Yes, sir. And here you go. Here's rock and pod. That's right. <laughs> It's been a long time since we've rock and rolled, but that all changes this August as Rockin' Pod returns to Nashville. This annual convention brings together rock artists, fans, and podcasters for an unforgettable rock experience. Special guests this year include Billy Sheehan, Ron Keel, Don Jameson of That Metal Show, and current and former members of Winger, LA Guns, Accept, and more. Stage panels, signing sessions, and photo ops will be available, plus lots of vinyl and memorabilia vendors. Music podcasters from all over North America will be appearing on site for live interviews, speaking sessions, networking, and more. Got a music podcast? Register and join us. Rockin' Pod Weekend kicks off with a pre-party featuring former Tesla guitarist Tommy Skeo and his new band Resist and Bite making their debut performance, as well as a rare hair set featuring surprise guests performing all-time classics. Rockin' Pod Weekend takes place August 6th through the 8th in Nashville, Tennessee. Tickets, VIP passes, podcast registration, and discounted hotel rooms are available now at rockandpod.com. Rockin' Pod is brought to you by DBG Productions, Bradley Entertainment, and Inceptia. That's right, Rock-A-Pod Expo, August 6th, 7th, and 8th, Nashville, Tennessee. If you want to come hang out with Bushy, if you want to come hang out with Metal Mike, frankly, if you want to hang out with Wadzilla or the Podfather, Ken Mills, or Dr. Fuck. Aaron Camaro, or fucking 
Chris Sinzak, who puts this whole thing on, or Dr. Fuck. The Vernomatic's going to be there. Oh, the yeah. the Matic, yes. So many guys are going to be there representing that metalstation.com. And also, this goofy thing we do, this podcasting thing where we just sit here and talk about shit that we love. Come out to Rocket Pod Expo. Man, I guess we're ready for final thoughts. All right. Well, my final thought on this whole thing is, well, thank you for inviting me to your thing of the thing of the thing. And uh, <laughs> Fucking Sarah, not like a podcast, but she was great. Metal Mike, was she not great? Both you guys were fucking amazing. Thank you for I, coming I'm, on. I'm like totally glad that you included me in this. And it was great to talk about Twisted Sister. And also, it was just amazing to be able to hear stories of Jimmy's from being there back in the day when it was all happening right there in front of his face. You know, uh, I Holler. couldn't have even imagined being on this podcast without including Jimmy in it. So I'm so happy he was able to come and be with us tonight. And I absolutely adore D. Snyder. I always will till the day I die. So SMF for life, motherfucker. Right. That's right. Fuck yeah. <coughs> That's right. Hey, Jimmy, any yes. final thoughts, brother? Well, my final thoughts are is I want to thank Sarah for inviting me to come in on the call. And I'm so happy to speak to you, Bushy and Mike. And of course, Sarah, who I love, and I love you too, babe. I, lo I love the station. You know that metal station. I mean, I, I thank God, thank God, you guys. You know, I, I love what you people do. You put a lot of work into this stuff, a lot of dedication into this stuff, and it shows. It shows. <laughs> well, you guys, I'm gonna miss you, shitting guys. Number fucking one. Oh, you're real, brother, because I know you're, not, that, you're definitely not talking I, about me because I play Millie Vanilli. Yeah, but we still love you anyway, well, Bushy. <laughs> we love, well, I still love music like that. <laughs> and, and, but you I also like, play. I like, I like, I also like, I like, I like the Partridge family. I like Bobby Shannon. Remember him? He was great. You know, oh, yeah. Love, uh, I just, I just pulled out the album. I was playing it before. Easy Come, Easy Go. What a great song, you know, uh. Great, great uh, guy from the 70s. Uh, I remember Marsha Brady said on the Brady Bunch, oh, damn, we couldn't we couldn't get we couldn't get Bobby Jatton to play tonight. But, you know, but he was that's great. big clapping, brother. You're that's great. great. But I love you guys. You know, I love you guys and I will keep it up on my part. You know, like I go to the stores with the shirts on and people are like, what is that? What? You know, people ask me, like, when I'm, I'm in a store shopping, man, that's a cool shirt. Where'd you get that? What's that metal station mean? And, but it's hard to describe to people when you're shopping what it means, you know? And, uh, there's got to be maybe maybe you can set me up a better way. I Here, here's a card. Check it out. Do yeah, it. I'm going to have Lions make me you some know? cards here pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll send you a bunch. Like, I'm going to have some made for just the station itself and then some for my show particularly. But um, I will send to you, Jimmy. I have your address. I will send you some TMS business cards that you can give to people. All right, and, then, and I want to give one more shout-out to is 
I want to give a shout out to Ralph. Okay. Fuck yeah. Dr. Funk. He's the guy that got me into this station. You know, I'm a Psycho Kiss fan. I That's how I got on to this station. I... You, you know, he, he, the guy, the guy is amazing. The guy is amazing. You know, I would, yeah, I, I, I look at his, his kiss post on YouTube and stuff like that. So I'm looking, man, check this guy's shit out. This guy's like, wow. You know? And then all of a sudden, Oh, I got a radio show. And I was like a radio show. All right. So one Thursday night I tuned in, I think that, that day or the second day I was like fan of the week or something, you know, like that, you know, but, but I mean, but he, but he, that guy's amazing, man. What that, that guy does, you know, the, the album reviews, the, uh, yeah. And then all of a sudden you started showing up at all of our other shows that were on the station. And then who was the next person I started listening to? I started listening to Sarah. (laughs) Yes. I, well, I was in Ralph's show when you were yeah, there. I, right. Yeah, yeah. And then, right. And She's then, like the and second I to sexiest Kevin. voice on that metal station. <laughs> and then I listened to Kevin. Ke- <laughs> you know, Kevin had his show. Uh, and then I listened to uh, Chewy. This motherfucker has I never heard to, my show, has he? I listened to Blue. Yes, Fuck yes, this guy. He's been I'm, at a, your I'm show. a fucking honey. Delete it. How much beer were you drinking, Bushy? He's been at your show. <laughs> me, me, and Sarah do a comparison show to yours. <laughs> we tried it. <laughs> we do every once in a while. I'll do a retro show. You never come on. And we wanted, we want you to come on just to break your balls, you know. <laughs> but I love you guys. And, and That's I love so and, fucking and, funny. And and. and and I love OCD because I love the punk rock. I think it's great. And of course, you know, Mike, it's, what Mike does is, is fucking amazing. Metal Mike. Metal Mike, is this not the best fucking final thoughts you've ever heard? So, yeah, and I, yeah I, 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 would, I, would, just, I would say so, definitely. I just got to say, you guys, we're going to keep on carrying on, you know? Well, we're glad to have you, Jimmy. We're we're so glad to have you. We're going to carry on, and we're going to get bigger and better. That's right. Fuck yeah. So that's my final thoughts. Okay. I I love this guy's fucking accent. I would fuck this guy. What's (laughs) you guys' final thoughts? (laughs) What's your thoughts? Metal Mike. Um, Number one, I just want to humbly thank uh, Sarah, not just for appearing on our show, but for everything she does for the station. She's Not only does she does do three amazing shows but she's she's an awesome station manager and when one of the original well really the guy who started the station scott green when he stepped down and and stepped away from the station um you know i i felt a lot more confident having you and walter in my corner if it had just been me and john i'm not saying we couldn't have done it but having you and 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 walter yeah you know in you know to Having you having our back, it means a lot to yeah, me, man. So, well, I mean, so, uh, I've been thank doing you this for a long fucking time now, right, Big Daddy. And, I've been on here for 11 uh, years, dude. I know. And see, that's the thing. With me, I didn't do any internet radio until I became part of TMS. I was a total novice, had no fucking clue what I was doing. Um, joining the station Holler. and then eventually a year later becoming co-owner was 
easily two of the greatest decisions I've ever made in my life. None of it would have been possible without Dr. Fuck. If I hadn't discovered yeah. Thrash or Die and then seen, oh shit, the lead singer yep. has these these review videos and then I watched that. And then, hey, I got a podcast and the podcast got picked up by Scott for the station for a while. And then I started listening to TMS and then Scott put his ad in and Bill Wayne's amazing late lamented Facebook group, Kiss Heavy Metal Hard Rock which fucking Facebook and their infinite retarded wisdom decided to shut down and nobody yeah. knows really why. They can't even give Bill a reason why. But mm-hmm. if Scott placed that ad, if I hadn't answered that ad, none of this. I wouldn't be doing any of this without uh, Dr. Fuck and Ian Wadley. Wouldn't be doing this without Scott Green. So I'm very, very grateful to those three gentlemen. Um, I'm oh, Dr. Evil, too. <laughs> again yeah oh yeah well all of them i mean all the djs all of them i can't say enough great things about them i'm very proud of how you know i mean we're getting more talent joining us you guys almost time. didn't even have me you know this right right i know i know Duckets and, uh, had to drag okay me here. whoa hold on i need to hear this story Yeah, um, like, when everybody left the station that we were all on, like, me, Duckett's, uh, JD, a few others. What about you? I know, we we picked up a bunch of scraps. Yep, I really (laughs) was unsure what I wanted to do at that time. I was very unhappy at that other station. And um, Duckett's kept on, kept on, and kept on, and he's like, I'm not going to leave you alone until you come with me over to TMS. And finally I was like, fine! (laughs) (laughs) And fucking, I quit the station that we were at. I was pretty much the last man standing over there um, for a little while, like where the staff that moved to TMS is concerned. Um, But as soon as I left, like a couple other of the people that were at that other station were like, we can't be there. We have to be where you are. And so that's how you guys ended up with Dale. That's how you guys ended up with AP McGee. Uh, You know, and fucking Kryptos, like he just came on board here recently. But truth be told, he asked me a year ago for a show at the station. Oh, okay, and that's awesome. Yeah, you brought a lot of talent. I mean, OCD was a guy. He was a friend of Bill's. I met him, liked him, had him as a guest as my show. His knowledge of music in general, but I I'd been looking for kind of a punk rock guy for a while, and I was like, dude, would you be interested? I'm very, very proud of, I mean, he's been great. Brian Davis, got, Brian, I recruited him. And, and still, you guys aren't talking what about enough Samuel? praise DJ to Samuel. the greatest DJ you have on your you radio fucking, station. You, you impatient motherfucker. I'm getting there. <laughs> Why, who's the latest person we got? Cryptos? No, not latest, the greatest. He said the greatest. Number. No, no, so well, Duckets doesn't do a show, Bushy. Duckets is the greatest, you know. How the fuck do I edit her out of this whole damn podcast? Uh, <laughs> Duckets is 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 alive and well. He yeah. rehab is fucking amazing. I couldn't yeah. ask for a better partner 
no. doing this. I mean, I'm going to flat out say that right now. I mean, I think me and John have made a great team. I'm really excited yeah, he's, about He's what... not as good as me, though. That's why he doesn't do a show anymore. Right. <laughs> your show is the best show. It's the most wonderful show on the planet. Everybody was... should bow down to you daily and, and sing your praise. I was right. just getting there, ready to do you. all that, thank and he you. would like <laughs> quit interrupting me. Um, what I was also going to say is, Aldi, I humbly That's thank you. Fucking glorious. Uh, and 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 Jimmy, I definitely appreciate your support, not just for my show, but for all the other DJs and the station and everything we do. Dude, um, Jimmy's a shit. We are going to have you back on because I definitely want to do a show where we literally like interview you and and talk to you about all the bands you've seen, all the artists you've met. I want to. I'd love to do one with Duckets. If, you know, that would be great too, man. I mean, he, uh, we will try like, to make. Dude, he is like. Oh hey, we want like, Duckets yeah. back on. Duckets is part one. That was just part one. That yeah, I heard that one. shit. We're going to follow it up. We are, I can't wait for that one. That's what I'm waiting for, part two. You know what, man? Oh, I'm, you li- you listened to the episode, Jimmy? I loved it. I was on the fucking floor dying, man. <laughs> it was a maniac. I, yeah. but, we have at least one listener. I, I, I remember. <laughs> I, maybe two. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we got we to gotta, ho- hopefully we'll get four four from this one. You know? We'll bump it up. Hell, hell yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think we're getting there, dude. I think just us being more consistent is helping i'm already i mean i've been getting a lot of feedback on our last few episodes so i i definitely think the podcast is heading the right direction and as i said we do this to support the station yes and i also want to give a big thank you to a guy who i want to humbly thank the guy who invited me to be part of this podcast one of the best djs if not the best the most eclectic and eccentric show on that metal station who will play some weird shit like millie vanilli and then turn right around and throw in overkill or testament Dude, I this love motherfucker that. played the fucking song off the Revenge of the Nerds movie one day. Do 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 do. Yeah, that's hilarious, man. See, I, <laughs> that, 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 that's what I mean. Like, he'll you just never like, know what you're going to hear on that show. Plus, I he has a song. <laughs> he, he, plus, he has an awesome Wolfman Jack-like voice. He really is truly one of the sexiest voices on that metal station, right along with Sarah. Um, I guess maybe no, the no, male of no, no, I'm number one. But no, go ahead. no, the male is no, not number one. I have the most sexiest voice on TMS, hands down. And you want to know how I know? Because, ladies, if you're out there and you're watching, watching Bushy wash those <laughs> dirty, dirty dishes. <laughs> okay, yeah, so she wins. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but anyway, guys, um, and, and, and again, yeah, I just want to thank everybody for their support and stay fucking metal, man. All right, thanks guys for including me. Thanks for me for letting me have Jimmy come on the show with me. Thank yeah, you guys. And, and, and we will definitely try to have both of you back. I I know it'll have to be a certain band or artist to bring to lure you lure you back, Hot Mama. But Daddy's <laughs> gonna, Daddy's going to make it a priority. And Jimmy, we will definitely be reaching out to you soon because I definitely want you to come back. Hey, All right. Thanks. Well, I love you guys. Love you too. Man. Right. Love you too, Sarah. Sarah. Be good. See you in the morning. Okay, babe. Okay. Good Bye night, now. everyone. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night. Night. Um, I didn't do my thing yet, Madam Mike. All right. Do well, your thing. Yeah, do your thing, bro. We're not done.
we're not done. She, saying that we're just, just getting she, our goodbyes in until we, you know. Oh, Sarah said goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Final thoughts? Yes, Bush. You didn't give your. Did you give your final thoughts? Son? No, he did not. I, I did not. Okay. But here it is. Okay. Motherfuckers buy vinyl. We'll see you next time. All right. <laughs> and, and as doc, and as Dr. Eber would say, enjoy. <laughs> you know? Enjoy. Smack him a gob. Oh, uh, Ralph Piera. Ralph would say. All right. Good night, guys. Take All right. Have a good one, brother. Okay. Bye now. Hey, this was really fun. We hope you liked it too. Seems like we've just begun when suddenly we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Cause now it's time to go. But hey, I say, well that's okay. Cause we'll see you very soon, I know. Very soon, I know. What the fuck is this shit? This is how we say goodbye on The Plug. See you next week.
and follow Cinderella Savior and a dress can't stay Call us facts and call us phonies Let them make the gin of money in your